Юра Марсисян, Юра, Юра Марсисян, это супер форвард. Юра Марсисян, Юра Марсисян, Юра, Юра Марсисян, это супер форвард. What is, wait, what do I say? Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Wait, should I do that more enthusiastically? Yeah, probably. Hey, everybody. It's your favorite podcast. Maybe. Which, which is that, Jason? Uh, off the crossbar? Oh. Question mark? I think it's us, but I'm not sure. Are you okay over there? Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm adjusting my, my audio slightly to sound oh, okay. better and louder than you. Gotcha. Not difficult. You have a very you have a face for radio, so and a voice too. Hey, I was trying to get down. Oh, that explains why I was so soft and mm. lovely. Gotcha. This is a terrible start. They're always terrible. We'd have like we've had like six months of practice, and we still can't do these intros. Were we supposed to practice? I didn't. Anyways, welcome back. It's uh, off the crossbar with. Jason and Matt and nobody else this week. Take that, Trevor. Yeah. Oh, or I forgot to invite Trevor. <laughs> well, well, see uh, Trevor will be here next time. We're, we're off to a good start, then. Yeah. I I invited Jake. Oh, that's nice of you. But I forgot to invite Trevor. Yeah. Shit. I just assumed he still lived in Cleveland or something. So, anyways. Is he in Cleveland? Let's talk about Real Salt Lake. Yeah, let's. Oh, do you need to adjust nope, me? Nope, nope, we're good. Okay. Keep talking. What do we want to talk about first? Well, I've written out this very loose schedule of things we can talk about here. That looks intimidating. It's not. Not really. Okay. So first up, we've got news items. Then later, we'll have a squad overview and a frank discussion of our position. Yeah. And how, why did we sign a forward when we need more center backs? Oh my Wine, gosh. wine, wine. Also, we'll do predictions and listener questions, if we get any. Between oh, did you tweet it out? time we get there. Yes. I'll, I'll Hold on, I need to retweet it. Tap, 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 yeah, tap. That's me using my phone. Hold on, maybe if I click hard. Oh, I don't think you can hear the uh, yeah. 3D touch. But... Do, 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 do. Your scroll, social scroll, media scroll. presence is much more powerful than mine. In the podcast, that's really the, the lesson here. I will find it. Jason, why don't you kick us off with... Our first news item. Did I? Did that sound good? Yeah, we signed the forward. Who's that? Emery Welshman? Nope. No, who'd we sign? You're a Mavsician. Oh. oh. Just we're we're totally joking. We're actually really excited. Yeah, I'm hugely. Hopefully, excited. hopefully you're excited too. If you're listening to the show, because I am. I'm going to assume that you're an RSL fan or something you know and it's a little funny because the number of like non-rsl fans i've seen saying this is great for the league is very high yeah there have been like at least three yeah that's pretty good yeah it's been good i mean he, he was a fun player to watch yeah so, he's he's and he's only gotten better since he left so what's he been up to in the last five six seven years well he went to denmark mm, when he play, left here played for randers played for randers and he was good yeah, he was really good, and that's when he first started playing for the Armenian national team. Yeah, and then an Armenian gentleman who owned a Russian Premier League team was Krasnodar? like Krasnodar, Krasnodar. Yeah, was yeah. like, I gotta sign this guy. So guess what he did? He, he, he signed, signed this guy, and then so he went to Russia, played really well, well at Krasnodar, which is kind of like a smaller 
mid table Russian team. They're like team. the the Leicester of uh, yeah. They were like nothing, and then this rich Armenian guy bought them, and they got really good. Yeah, not like Chelsea, but yeah. similar. Now they play. They play in the Champions League a couple times, if I remember right. Oh, cool. I think they're that team that no, that was Ludogorets that beat Real Madrid. Oh, maybe Krasnodar aren't the team I'm thinking of. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, they've they've been a solid team in Russia. Yeah, and. Euro scored a boatload of goals for them. Yeah, it scored a goal like every point six or point six goals a game. So yeah, a goal which is nice. more than every other game. Yeah, and that's basically where you enter the very very good category. Yeah, and so then one of the big teams in Russia were like, "We got to sign this guy." And that's Spartak Moscow. Yeah, and that's where he's been for the last three or four years, something like that. Yeah, and he's been good for them. I mean, the yeah. last couple of years have been kind of rough. Yeah, but and, not. And do you want to talk a little bit about why they've been kind of rough? Because I think sure. that that bears repeating. Like people have said, like, oh, there were coaching issues, but I think it, it's a little deeper than that. Yeah. So, um, I'm actually kind of an expert on this situation. But I've, yeah, I've heard. Not really. Only because the guy that he didn't get along with used to coach Basel before uh. he went to Spartak. So this Turkish guy named Murat Yakin, who was a great manager, and he made it to like the semifinals of the Europa League with FC Basel. And oh. He was he played for Basel back in the day. He's Turkish, but he was a Swiss international because nobody that plays for Switzerland is actually from Switzerland. So it's a small country. Yeah, and he small very wealthy country. He was kind of at the like, oh, I've accomplished all I can here point with Basel. So he went to Spartak, and he didn't have the best time of it which spartak like they're a big team in russia but they're not like a successful team in russia right if that makes sense they're like yeah, the tottenham of russia oh i shouldn't have said that so but, fifth sixth place place yeah usually. And, and there's as always far as one I remember, team ahead yeah, of them i could be way off but um they had a really rough time with yakin and yura did not get along with him personally according to reports High and ranking, lots of reports, high right? High-ranking sources. Yeah. Oh, and high-ranking sources. I haven't heard that for a while. There was talk that, like, part of it was that the team wasn't playing well and Yura still wasn't playing and he thought he should be, you yeah. know, with the team struggling. And then there was talk that it was, like, a personal thing because Yura is Armenian and right. the manager is Turkish and Armenians and Turkish people don't necessarily get along, I think. Is that- oh, I, I've got a package. I'm going to pause the podcast. Hey, hey, Jason. Hey, Matt. We're back. Yes, we are. Okay, we have to pause for uh, some personal issues. Not really. We just had some people come to the door. Yeah. We should have put up a sign, do not disturb. Do disturb. Do disturb. Okay, what were we talking about? I don't remember. You're a Sisian, I think. You're a Sisian. Oh, yeah, we were talking about... He's a super forward. Yeah. Super forward. Uh, him and Yaki not getting along. Yeah. yeah. All right, so story time, continue, please. So, yeah, yours Armenian. Manager's Turkish. Yeah. There are probably some personal issues there. Armenian genocide, like, yeah. certainly playing large and consistent denials of the Turkish government, right? Yeah, and people in Turkey in general. Yeah. So, even though Yakin's Swiss, it's really weird. Yeah, um, I'm Swiss-Turkish, like, yeah. probably like Ozil, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. My, um, German-Turkish, yeah. but, you know. But, anyways, so they didn't get along personally, and it didn't work out. And then Yakin left last summer, which was right. when we were really trying to bring Yura here initially was last summer. Yeah. I mean, besides the rumors every year for like three years. But last summer there was like actually some substance to it. And I guess Yura had decided that he was going to try it out with a new manager and see how things went. And now they're like halfway into the season and things haven't been going so hot. So it was a good time. Yeah, and and part of it is like new uh, 
restrictions in the Russian league, right? Um, yeah. The number of, of legionnaires, right? Foreign yeah. players. Those haven't actually gone into effect yet, but they do this summer. Yeah. So a lot of teams are trying to cut back on... I think they're only allowed to have like four or five foreign players. Yeah, it's, it, it's a little crazy. Uh, yeah, and there's some teams now who like start, you know, eight or nine yeah. foreign players. And Spartak's probably not not necessarily one of those. But, yeah. But they have five or six that they... That start. That yeah. start, so... And yeah. I know that... Um, that there's probably something to the whole like Turkish Armenian thing because you're a that was why he didn't go to Galatasaray like yeah. a month ago was that was all agreed and good to go from Spartak and Galatasaray's end of Europe just like didn't even talk to him he had no interest in going to Turkey yeah so and that's uh, I mean yeah the way things way things happen and it plays very well in our favor right yeah um, Galatasaray is clearly a big team uh, oh, yeah. they're not the biggest of the big by yeah. any means. Uh, but they're consistently in Champions League, them and Fenerbahce, right? Yeah. They're never good in the Champions League. But they're no, there. but they're there, so, and yeah. they, they sometimes make it out of the yeah, stage. Yeah, there's an appeal to, like, draw players, whether you're good or not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, they they pick up, like, good players from Europe regularly. Yeah, yeah. Not the best, but good. Wesley Schneider. Yeah, that's a great example. That's so weird how long he's been there. Yeah. But anyways. Um, and so so that's the sort of team that was looking at Yurimov Sissian, and... And now we have him. And yes. what do you think that like says about our status? It says DeLoyance is the best owner in MLS. That he, he's certainly no Merritt Paulson, but mm, true. He needs Twitter. Maybe that was a reach on my part. <laughs> but he's good. Yeah. Oh, and, and putting the resources there. And obviously, yeah. we don't know what that took. Um, we well, know I think it's they, a loan. He's move, a DP, right? right? Yeah, he'll yeah. be coming in as a designated player. We don't know like how much will be paid by Spartak. How much yeah. will be paid by us? By us. Well, I'm sure it'll be. I'm, this is a guess, but I would bet that we're paying most of his salary because yeah. of like the way the Russian economy is, and it doesn't. And it doesn't sound like it's like a loan where they're looking to like, oh yeah, go and get some playing time and then come back and play for us. That doesn't yeah. seem like that's a situation. No, absolutely not. So at 28, like this is a loan that will end his career in Spartak. Yeah, and it has an option to buy for Real Salt Lake, so which is good. Uh, it's. Do you think it'll be that option will be taken in April or May? How long do you think it'll be? Uh, I was thinking March, but <coughs> um, I, I suppose it like depends a little bit on on how he performs, right? Yeah. If he's a complete bust, then we've protected ourselves a little bit. Yeah, I would be very surprised if he was a bust. Yeah, I would be too. Um, if he's not, then we'll probably just pick him up immediately and yeah, and be done with it. And right? the loan thing makes sense, like if you look at it salary cap wise, because it like lets you kind of plan what you're gonna do if you bring him in permanently, how you're yeah. gonna handle like the TAM and the DP situation, and and yeah. it makes sense for Spartax in because of like squad rules and financial fair play, and loans yeah. are weird now because yeah. of financial fair play. So yeah, that's 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 true. Anyways, yeah. He's so the, there's he's clearly ours. a number of things we don't have complete access to that would be influencing this decision. Yeah. Um, but everyone at the club has has sounded extremely excited about this move. Lightning strikes twice. Yeah, that was good. That was a good line. And this is the biggest move we've made, right? Ever, ever. Uh, Burrito Martinez, like certainly a, a big acquisition for us. Yeah. Uh, a former Argentine national team player. Yeah. Uh, that's that's nothing. I mean, they're good, at. but they're no Armenia. Good. Uh, now we have Yurimovsis in the, uh, you know, in, you know, mid t- mid to top tier striker. Yeah. In like the second tier of European leagues. Yeah. That's good. 
Yeah. And like the upper second tier of you. Like the Russian yeah. League is not bad. Yeah. There's still some bad teams in it, but there's some really good teams in yeah. it too. So And we have we're getting back a player that you know demonstrably improved since he left. Yeah. And he wants to be here, yeah. which is valuable. So I, I think it's a, a win win and on you know all sides. Yeah. Spartak gets what they want, right? They get you know, a foreign player off their books. Yeah. And we get what we want in that we got Euromopsisian. And if Euromopsisian. If he comes here and plays really well, and for whatever reason we don't like buy him outright, that's yeah. like a great shop window thing for Spartak. Like, yeah. A lot of teams would be interested. Yeah. If he scores, you know. Yeah, a ton and of so goals. this probably protects them a little bit too. Yeah. Like, but I imagine we'd buy him outright uh, if he was yeah, performing. If he well. plays really well. Yeah, I'm sure. So. Yeah. I wonder who's not a DP now. Um. Jaime, I guess. Yeah, there, there's been a lot of talk about who that would be because well, right now our, our DPs are Kyle Beckerman, Burrito, Burrito Martinez, Joao Plata, and now Euromopsisian. Oh, so they probably would buy Kyle down, would be my guess. Or, or, yeah, well, or Zhao. So that's the question. And actually, I have no idea how this is going to work out. Um, so Kyle is above the limit now. But we bought down his salary last year. Oh, yeah, I you had, can't do that two years in yeah, a row. I had seen something that you can't, but... I wouldn't be surprised if that's not actually the case. Yeah. Or if that was like a... I think I was the one that told you that. And yeah. I heard that from someone who would know. Yeah, but, you know, it's uh, it's MLS. So, yeah. like, being in the know is, is a limited time thing. We should and, call Dunny and ask him. Yeah. Um, and maybe LA Galaxy needed that rule broken, and so they broke it. I don't know. My favorite thing was that they, like, increased the TAM, and everyone's like, oh, they just did that so the Galaxy could keep Omar. And, and then, then, like, they sold three them. days later, they sold them. <laughs> yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, they certainly could look at buying down Plata. Yeah. Uh, he His salary is below the cap, but the acquisition cost was upwards of a million dollars, right? Yeah. And that was so at the he's beginning of last to year. Jaime, where he's a DP because of the transfer fee, not yeah. because of his salary. Now, my understanding was that Jaime was going to drop below that DP status this year. This year, yeah. Um, we acquired him in the middle of the year, yeah. so uh, there is a little bit of question there. And the CenturyLink people are back. are back to talk to, to the neighbors. neighbors. That's that's something. Um, so, I think. We were talking about Jaime, right? Yeah. Uh, so we'll see when, when he drops off. Certainly we could buy him down if he drops off in the middle of the year. Uh, or then, and maybe he's gone before the season even starts. So they do. No, Jaime. Jaime. Oh, yeah. So there plus is an option to buy down too. Whispers. Um, but we will need to buy somebody down. Yeah. But the roster compliance date is March 1st, so... But we also have a lot of allocation. Like, yeah, not just the targeted the allocation, but... General allocation We also got the well. your crappy allocation. Yeah. And the Champions League allocation. Yeah. That's pretty much the way to do it, is be bad the same year that you're playing in the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's how to get the most possible allocation from MLS. Which is yeah. very strange. It but. is strange. But it gives you the greatest chance for success, too. Yeah. So. Be really bad yeah. and be really good. Yeah. Back. So MLS is weird. That's true. It certainly is. It works bad. for Montreal. Yeah. They got that draw. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and he denied that he's leaving, right? Yeah. It's going to uh, be weird when he just shows up for training camp, like, after all that talk and everything. And, and everyone said, oh, that's really, like, thanks really for playing seems for to us. die down, like, a lot the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And he denied that he was retired. And Yeah. Yeah. Watch him just show up for training camp. You know who I kind of compare Drogba to? Who? 
Yoram Avsusyan. <laughs> He's like a a poor man. Yes. Uh, but true. but seriously, like they're not totally dissimilar players, right? Yeah. Their strengths are on movement, physical strength, uh, finishing, finishing, right? Yeah. Um, Drago's probably a little better with headers. Yeah, but he uh, is better shooting from distance. Yeah, so balances out. But at this point in their respective careers, I don't look at them as totally dissimilar. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's crazy. I don't think Drogba would have played for Chelsea in like last year if yeah. If he wasn't, you know, a Chelsea player in his prime. But yeah. It's sort of like Thierry Henry. He doesn't go back to Arsenal. If he's not, like, an Arsenal legend. legend. Yeah. yeah. That was so great when he went back to Arsenal. I don't even like Arsenal, and I thought that was cool. Do you, do you think Gareth Bale will ever go back to Tottenham? Probably not. Oh, that's good. But when he, like, scored against Leeds or whatever it was in yeah. the FA Cup, that was awesome. That was awesome. Dukes. Mm. That's the nicest thing I'll ever say about Arsenal. Cool. Just kidding. Um... Anyways, what do we want to talk about now? So, does that wrap up our Yermopsisian thoughts? Do you have any other, like, final, like, this is why I'm so excited things to say? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> Neither do I. I mean, I'm excited because he's, like, a proven regular goal scorer. Yeah. We missed that last year. Yeah, and people have said, like, oh, if we'd played Jaime more consistently in the center. Yeah. But I think that's too many ifs. Like, yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's true. Um. But at the same time, he's a player that's been playing on the right wing before he came here for probably a year and a half, two yeah. years. Um, and his production dropped off then. And he had, like, a lot of personal stuff going on last year with another kid. It's yeah. like two years in a row where he's had a kid, like, mid-season. Yeah, and, and which, he had an injury, right? Yeah, he had an injury, which uh, takes a lot out of you. Well, and it, it was a weird one where he had that, that slight break. Yeah. And he could play on it, but it was extremely painful. Yeah. And so he just didn't play on it. Yeah. Um, and so I don't I don't know, like... I don't know either, man. It's it's uh, one of those things. So, Mopsisian, clearly an upgrade. Um, oh, yeah. But there's still a lot of use for Jaime, I think. Oh, yeah. And and I think we'll, and we'll get to that more in the squad overview. but For sure. Uh, yeah, I think lots of reason to be excited. Moving on. Moving on. Let's talk about our draft picks. Yes, let's. Now, we've only made two of them, right? Yeah. We have two more coming. Saturday? I think. That's today. Oh, no. Maybe we have three. Is that today? Uh, No, it's Tuesday. Oh, okay. I thought they always did it the Saturday after the draft. Maybe no, it's wrong. like five days after. It's weird. Oh, okay. Yeah, three more coming, which it's kind of a long shot that those guys will be anybody yeah. that play for the team. Mm-hmm. But they could play for Monarchs. Yeah. Maybe you get a guy who just needs a couple years. Yeah, that's certainly possible. Yeah. Jeff Atanel is a player that would have benefited from Monarchs and is now Arsenal's best That's when he was taken was in the supplemental draft, right? Yeah, yeah. in the third or fourth round. Yeah. He was, he was a pick. And then he went to Tampa. Yeah. Which is like his hometown, so it made sense. And and he, he had a chance to grow. He came back and... Was good. He, was, he, he started a little shaky, right? He yeah. He was not as strong as Jason Christ wanted, so they brought in Josh Saunders. Yeah. Which was important that year, but once Saunders tore his ACL... Yeah. It was... I mean, Tampa Bay fans were bummed to lose him. Yeah. Because he was like the goalkeeper of the year or whatever for an ASL, so... That's what we need. We need an ASL player. Yeah. So so we've got our two. Let's talk about our two. First up, we've got Omar Holness. Uh, He's a central midfielder out of North North Carolina. Carolina. Via Jamaica. Yeah, Kingston, Jamaica. And we like Jamaicans here. Yeah, for some reason. Because um, they're good. Obviously, I haven't watched him play. I watch basically zero college soccer. Yeah. So I am not a great source. 
Uh, I've seen his highlights, but college highlights are the absolute worst because they only... They don't show bad things. They don't not even show bad things. They don't show things other than the immediate goal. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's rough. They'll have like one minute highlights for yeah. a thirty minute game or ninety minute game. Yeah. It's minute game. Like it's like the one the news does highlights of a soccer game. Yeah. Except that's every match, basically. Yeah. I only watched like the college cup. That's the only time I watched college soccer. But yeah. he's I mean, everyone's really big on him. Yeah. A lot of the every website that you read was like he might not be like the highest ceiling guy, but he's like the most MLS ready. Yeah. So and, I think we've got reason to be excited about him and we've got reason to think he could probably play this year. Yeah. Um, he, I don't think he's going to start like the first game or anything. Uh, but, the only but, way to start the first game is injuries, right? Yeah, yeah. If Luke Mahalan suddenly goes down, he's also, John Sturzer goes down. He's also played inter- like with the senior Jamaican team. He yeah, was with he's, the Gold Cup team. He's got a and, one 15-minute appearance, too. Yeah, so, so he's, it's, it's not like he's totally going to be like blown away by the level of play in MLS or anything. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a great point. Like I think in Omar Holness we have kind of one of those unique players in the draft that you don't like we never got the chance to get outside of tony beltran yeah um who you think could play but aren't like the top player in the draft yeah like they're not a brandon vincent yeah uh not you know any of those those other jack guys harrison. Jack, jack harrison first draft you know number one pick but also number three yeah that was that weird. was ridiculous um, um, let's talk about that for a second because it made the draft interesting. Yeah, like, normally this, the draft is super boring. And yeah, it, this was one of the more interesting drafts because and that's people after, were just like trading all over the place. Yeah, and that's after Craig Weibel came out and said, "I don't think we're going to see a lot of activity around us because like, a lot of teams have players that they like." And, yeah, and then Chicago had two picks in the first five. Yeah, New York had one. Like Philly got it, ended up with three. Yeah, in the first six. Yeah, it, it was, was just ridiculous. Yeah. Philly did really well too. Like yeah. you, I kept waiting for them to mess up. Yeah. When they, tra- I was like, okay, what are they? They're gonna do something dumb. Yeah. And I thought they re- that they picked high on that fullback that they took, the one that played with Yarrow. But oh, part yeah. of why they took it might be because he's played with Yarrow. Yeah. And I could be totally wrong. I mean, I, I don't watch a ton of uh, stuff, And that but... was one of the things people discussed. I think there's yeah. something to it. And then I was really hoping when Philly took him, I was like, oh my god, Brandon Vincent's gonna fall. Yeah. And. I was really hoping he would fall to us. But yeah. I don't necessarily know that we would have taken him if Yeah, we might have still, still taken Omar Holness. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Because it's not – I mean, DeMar, everyone likes to – our fans like to talk shit about everyone. Yeah, but so. he's a first-year MLS player who yeah. was away with the national team yeah. way too often. And injured. And injured. Yeah. And I, and I think, too, as much as people like dismiss it, I think the altitude was a huge thing. Yeah. Because he's played literally at or below sea level, basically, yeah. for like six years. Yeah. in Europe, and then he moves to the mountains. And then people are, well, if you're a pro athlete, that shouldn't make a difference. It, well, you still have a human body, so yeah. it still makes a difference. Yeah, I mean, but, being being gone was a, a problem, too. And yeah. Being injured was a problem. But he, he played well when he played for us. Yeah. I mean, he had a, a couple shaky games, but he also had some really good games. Find me so. a left back that doesn't have a shaky game and is still an attacking left back. Yeah. And I'll bite your hand off. Not Don't do that. Literally, but... Unless you want me to. I don't want you to. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's and Kenny Mansali was, I mean, Abdullah Mansali. Yeah. He had a solid year, too. Yeah. And that was his second year ever as a defensive player. I mean. Yeah, third. Oh, was it? Third? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. That's still, third full year. To switch your position, like, completely and your mentality and yeah. what you have to do as a player. And he's taken to it pretty well. Yeah, I'd agree. I think he's a good MLS left back. Yeah, I, I do, mean, too. 
not the best, but good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to our twenty-fifth pick, uh, second round, fifth pick. Uh, this is Max Lakowiecki. I think we're saying that wrong, but no, that's that's how Craig Weibel said it. Said oh, Lakowiecki. I like yeah. that. I'm gonna get a Lakowiecki jersey. It's pretty with good, the number sixty-nine. <laughs> so here's a, a player we picked up that is a left back. Yeah. So there's our left back for the draft. Yeah. Um, he's probably not likely to make the first team, but he has a chance. And he's from Notre Dame, and we love Notre Dame players. Cole Grossman? Aaron Mond. Aaron Mond. Yeah. Is Cole Grossman Notre Dame? Um, I don't know. There was somebody else that went to Notre Dame that I thought played for us, too. Or the um, Monarchs. There's a kid uh, that plays in the Monarchs that's from Notre Dame. Oh, he he left. Yeah. You know who I'm talking about, though? Yeah. I can't remember. The, he was he, a center back. War 14. Yeah. Leon Brown. Leon, yeah. That's right. Um, but he yeah. was actually a center forward. Oh, was he? Yeah, but he played he didn't like play a lot. He played a total of like ninety minutes. Oh, okay. Across ten games. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see the Monarchs like the second half of the season. Yeah, except on TV. So, um, and by TV I mean YouTube. <laughs> yeah, but Lackawaki could be good. I mean, yeah. Bible said they were pretty big on him. He was pretty. They were glad he was still there, and they thought that he'd be a good depth guy. Yeah, and you know, and tw- the difference between like 18th and 25th isn't that great. Yeah, so once you get past like 10 in yeah. the draft, it's kind of 10 to 30 are all probably. And, and people will be like, "Well, Chris Schuler, that was like that was an exception to the rule. That yeah. is not normal to find that good of a player." Yeah, in the third round or whatever. Yeah, draft. and, and Devin Sandoval is another good exception, right? He, yeah. Uh, well, it depends who you ask. Yeah, if you ask our fans, he's probably the worst draft pick we've ever made. But it's the worst but, draft pick any MLS team has ever made, yeah. ever. Um, but he's a solid, like yeah. traditional hold-up center forward that doesn't necessarily. There's nothing wrong with being a good MLS player. Yeah, like everyone thinks In you your have third to be MLS yeah. year. Like, everyone thinks you have to be like a great young player who could go to Europe. Yeah. Or a good old player. There's nothing wrong with just being a good MLS player. Yeah. People don't understand that. They're the ones who win championships. Yeah. Like, Matt Borchers, great MLS player. Yeah. Uh, huh. Trying to think. Will Johnson. Will Johnson. Kyle Beckerman. Yeah. I mean, Beckerman probably could have played in Europe. He, he definitely could have played If he in wanted. Europe. Yeah. They're, they're, I think he could have played like in the top half of the Premier Olave. League. Olave. Yeah. Good MLS player. Yeah. Above average MLS player, even. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not last year. Yeah. <laughs> so Tony Beltran. There you go. That's a good example. He's a good, great MLS player. Yeah. yeah. He, could, he could go to Europe. Yeah, he could. He could play for the national team. He probably he, should. If you're he, listening, Jurgen. I know you're listening. Yeah. Oh, Jurgen. Sorry, I've not been eating my GMOs, <laughs> or I've been eating my GMOs, and yeah, um, I'm I'm pro genetic. Tony is like food. the. Oh, he's so good, and yeah. he gets no credit for how good he is. Yeah. Okay, so there are draft picks. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the other news of the last week. Uh, and that's the departure of one Sebastian Saucedo. Now, this mm. is a little, an interesting one. He's on loan to Veracruz with an option to buy. Yeah. Um, and that has many people presuming he's gone at the end of the year. Yeah. Or before, right? Um, now, Craig Weibel has said, like, this is, you know, he's going to a team where he could, re- you know, reasonably get minutes. Yeah. In the top division in Mexico. Yeah. And a little bit of this depends on where you see him as a player. True. Now, clearly, Craig Weibel sees him as a wide player, right? Yeah. Um, so he'd be behind Joao Plata, Burrito Martinez, Ulmes Garcia, Jordan Allen. Yeah. Potentially Sebastian Jaime. Pretty far down the list. Yeah. Because Jaime does play that wide spot. Yeah, I mean, and he plays it well. Yeah. Like, I think that's that's something people ignore when... I even wouldn't be surprised if, like, 
like early in the season, you see Burrito Yura Jaime. Yeah, depending on fitness. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, yeah, Bofo left. Yeah. And Veracruz aren't like a great Liga MX team, but they're yeah. not terrible. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're like about to get rele- relegation to Mexico is weird because it's like the worst team over three seasons gets relegated. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Veracruz are there. They've kind of flirted with it for a while. Yeah. But, um, but they're clearly not one of the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so Sato like has dreams of going to Europe and yeah, one way to go to Europe is to get noticed in a league that's more prominent than MLS. Yeah. And you know, no matter what you, you said, that. I know no, no matter what you think about like MLS quality, and I think it's competitive with Mexico. Yeah. Uh, it's just they attract... They they can generally hold more top-level players on the team than yeah. they can. They don't have a salary cap yeah. to fight with. So, And they uh, and they do a better job with young players. Yeah. Like, just flat out, they do. Because MLS is, like, so, like... Without... I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to explain. Yeah. Because of this, I think part of it is the single entity thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like every season is just like be as good as you can and win as much as you can. Yeah. There's no, I mean, that's obviously every season, anyways. Yeah. But with, there's no priority for growing young players, the yeah. MLS, mm-hmm. which is just a fact. Yeah. Like, it sucks. But mm-hmm. we're good at it because of our academy. Yeah. And we, we do it because it helps us money wise because we can't compete with like LA and Seattle and New yeah. York financially. We do it out of necessity. Yeah. Now, I think. In Deloitte Hanson, we have someone who feels like he can compete with those teams. Yeah. And is willing to put the money in to compete with those teams. Um, but once you start putting in the money for, like, $4 million players, $3 million players, yeah. you kind of want to go somewhere big. Yeah. They're kind of the players that, you know, from Europe that are like, I want to go to L.A. or New York. Yeah. Nobody's like, I want to go to Salt Lake. Yeah. And then if they do, the league's like, sorry, we don't want you to go there. Yeah. Not that and, that happened. Yeah, not not that a certain young player playing in a certain cold foreign league, the same league that Sior uh, Rose, that great band, is probably from. Yeah, uh, maybe. Oh yeah, the Iceland. Yeah, that's that band from Iceland. Yeah. I don't know who we're talking about though. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, no clue. No clue. How to be a young talented American sent <laughs> to Germany for Wolfsburg. <laughs> Still don't know who we're talking about, yeah. but yeah, Bofo went to Veracruz, yeah, and that's I like would be surprised unless he just doesn't play at all if it's not a permanent deal. But yeah, um, if he's young and that. he plays well, and, and we get a million dollars for him, yeah, and it sucks to lose those good young guys, but but it's at the same time, the deal. like that helps recruit young guys too, right? Yeah, the more you can send those great, those good, promising players to big leagues, yeah. Like the, the more guys want to go to the academy because yeah. they go, oh, they're sending players. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's no matter what happens, it's a net gain for the system, right? Yeah, and and it hurts to potentially lose a good young player. Um, we could always bring back Benji. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, it does hurt to lose a good young player, to. but you know. I wonder what he's doing now. I'd, I'd rather have a, a good academy for the next 10 years yeah. than a good player for the next 10 years. Because a good academy like could produce you know, 5 to 10 good you know, players of that level, right? Easily. Easily. Uh, I think we've already seen like players better than Sarcedo. Yeah. I think Justin Glad is, is in the discussion, even if he's not yeah. better now. Jordan uh, Allen. Jordan Allen, I think, is better yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, we have uh, Brooks Lennon, yeah. who is playing with Liverpool's U21s regularly now. Um, 
and I wouldn't be surprised next year if he gets FA Cup time I or League Cup time. Um, I'm thinking you could make a case that Fito might ultimately. Yeah, Fito could be better. Yeah. Um, and that's not to like say that Saucedo's not a good player and won't be like. This is that they're all player. good players. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we have what's his name that went to Manchester United. Uh, Josh Doty. Josh or, Doty. Was that it? Yeah, Josh Doty. Yeah. And so, like, we have these really good players, and then that's... And Carlos Salcedo played for the Academy for a year. Yeah. I mean, and he's really good. As yeah. much as he's a dickhead. Yeah. You might have to take that out of the show. Nah. Okay. We we, we all know what happened. Um, when yeah. he didn't give you your money back. <laughs> that's not even what I was talking about. Oh. <laughs> I'm totally over that. Oh, good. Not really. But. <laughs> so so that's, that's kind of the news of the last week. Yeah. Uh, we one item we didn't talk about is Sebastian Jaime to Chile. Yeah, uh, that's because there's no actual news there. As much as like reports keep coming out of Chile. Yeah, uh, and and the one yesterday or two days ago, like was the first one in a week, right? Yeah. Um. So we're like, oh, maybe it is happening now. Nope. Nobody's contacted Craig Weibel. Like, and Weibel seems pretty upfront. Like, if people had contacted him, he would just say, "Yeah, we know." We've had some discussions. He's always been upfront about stuff like that in the yeah. past. I don't. I really don't think anyone. I think Jaime is just known in Chile, and it's yeah. transfer season, and it's a story. Yep. Like, and that's the way. Often those those. It's like Yura here. Work. Every year we would hear about Yura because yeah. he, he's a people know his name. It was something that filled words. Yeah. Basically for yeah. stories. And, and you know, I, I'm not immune to that, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I know. Uh, I'm just but this is this is something people want to know. Uh, but I think it's really important when you look at the, these things to like consider the source. Yeah, <laughs> and consider the source's source. So when like Chris Camrani t- like reports something about Euromovsisian, like he probably got it from his agent. Yeah. Uh, when a little newspaper in Chile uh, post, you know, reports something about Sebastian Jaime with no source listed, who knows where it came from? Yeah, that's true. Uh, maybe it came from Jaime's agent. Maybe they just want to talk about something. Like, yeah. So. <laughs> it is yeah. a... That is, like, the team that's interested in... is like, a big team in Chile, though. Universidad Catalina. Yeah, it's just Catalina is what they go by. Catholic so, University. Yeah. They're one of the, like, big two in Chile. Damn. They've been Colo Colo, which is, like, my favorite name that's for a great team. name. And have you seen their crest? No. It's, like, a Native American's face. Oh. And then it just... Because I think that's... The Colo Colo is, like, the name of a... Oh, cool. Uh, Chilean Indian. I'm not sure, but I'll show it to you. It's awesome. Okay. Uh, on that note, let's close out this segment. Okay. We'll come back. We'll talk about squad overview. And if you turn the podcast off now, you'll be very sad. Colo Colo. Jason, yeah, we're back on the podcast. Okay, no more Twitter. No, no more Tinder. No more Twitter. Oh, yeah, I was going to say your Tinder is gone. Yeah, you're you're kind of set up now. Have you told our podcast listeners the good news? Uh, I think the four people that listen to the podcast all follow me on Twitter, so they probably know. What well, do you want to tell our podcast listeners? I'm having a baby. Yeah, okay, yay. Cool, yay! It'll be here in April. If you want to babysit, let me know. Okay. <laughs> Not you. Um, I'm not giving my kid to you. No, no, I would not me. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so we're back to talk about the squad. Yay! Oh, we should have played the dominoes fine because I said squad. Oh yeah, or RSL fam. <laughs> yeah, it's no longer RSL family. It's fam. RSL fam. I like that. Okay, so first let's start with the ins. 
We've already talked about these three players, so it should take no time. We have brought in Omar Holness, Yura Mosisyon, and Max, Max Lakowicki. Do we want to put, like, an asterisk and say Emery Welshman? Yeah, and let's talk about that very briefly. Uh, there is a rumor that Emery Welshman will be joining Real Salt Lake. Yeah. Um, it, it's a well-sourced rumor, I think. Uh, I haven't had complete confirmation on that, um, so take that at face value. Yeah. Emery Welshman might be joining this squad. We'll get there when we talk about the forwards a little more. We'll talk about what role he could play. Well, and the, one of the guys that reported it from outside Salt Lake, yeah. uh, that, like, Alex something, I don't know his name, he's he's up in Toronto, and yeah. that's where Welshman's from, and that guy is dead on with, like, anything involving Canadian players. I've never yeah. seen him be wrong about yeah. something involving Canadian players, so maybe it's just, like, a win, not if. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe And maybe things have changed since we signed a forward. So. Yeah, maybe. Uh but, like, I doubt Emery Walsh would be the player we'd bring in instead of Yura Mopsisian. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that could still happen, uh, but we'll see that happen later. And we um, could maybe sign him and loan him back to the Monarchs or something. Yeah. Know. Yeah, and do one of those back-and-forth type deals. Yeah. Although I think, like, his quality is such that, like... He could this, play in MLS, I think. Yeah I, yeah, I think he could, too. He might not, like, start for the Galaxy or anything, but he's a good he's good enough to play in MLS. You know who he reminds me of? Mike McGee. Mike McGee? No, I'm just kidding. Who? Theo Walcott. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's got that about him. He, he's fast. He scores goals pretty good sometimes, <laughs> but not, like, super consistently. Yeah. He can play wide and cut inside really well. Yeah, but he can also play. Which is actually more difficult than his house. <laughs> yeah. There's some yeah. like Olmes just kind of runs in a straight line. <laughs> he wide. He, last year, I think he improved a lot of defense season, but we can Olmes save that year. for the end of the yeah, yeah. For this segment. Okay. Um, and then an additional caveat: we are looking to bring in. It sounds like two more players. Yeah, a defender and a midfielder. That's so the, that's the talk. Sleep well. We're still trying to bring in a center back. Yeah, you're and not if, only allowed to sign one player per window, if despite Jason, what yeah. Facebook might tell you. <laughs> yeah, and if Jason and I need to go down and pick this player up from Mexico or South America. Yeah, we have a translator. Yeah, we do? Diani. Oh, cool. That's Does she speak friend. Portuguese? Well, she can learn on the way. Oh, cool. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe the midfielder is Pato. Ooh. Is he still playing? Yeah, he's a forward, though. He can play midfield, I bet. In MLS, maybe. He's Not really good, <laughs> so... Yeah. If you're a good player, you can play any position. That would be amazing. I think I read that on Facebook, too. and Pato. Oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Does he ever play, like, an attacking midfield spot? Um, a little. I mean, oh, he never yeah. did when he was at Milan because yeah. their midfield was, like, the best midfield in the history oh, of fair. club soccer. Yeah. So, well, they, and Italian teams typically play, a, like, a yeah. slightly well, more reserved and midfield. And Kaká played their attacking midfield spots. Yeah. And, and, was he, like and he's a reserved Kaka, attacking so. midfielder. Yeah, right? yeah. A deep blank playmaker. Yeah, he's really good. Did you get FM yet? Yeah. Okay. I did. Did Zach send you that code? No, I just my dad bought it for oh, me okay, for Christmas. Cool. I'll tell him not to worry about sending that code. He was he was worried about it like two days ago. Oh, yeah. Anyways, okay. Uh, so the, the, that's a caveat on the ins. Uh, there's still two more players. Hopefully next week or in two weeks, depending on when we have our next podcast. Yeah. Uh, Transfer we'll window is open that. for a while. I think it goes yeah. even in MLS. It goes until like the middle of February or something. It's kind of weird. It's later than that. It's middle of March, I think. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't officially open until. Like February, and if you're talking to like out of contract players, it's different than yeah, yeah. it's weird. The registration window is all sorts of strange. Well, and a lot of contracts in like South America just ended because of the way their seasons are laid out. A lot yeah. of them end in like December. Yeah, it's not like the Premier League where people's contracts expire in May because that's yeah. like the middle of the season in Argentina. Yeah. So, 
Okay, so let's talk about the outs because I think that's even more interesting. Uh, first up, we've got Luis Gill. Gone to Carretero. Yeah. Carretero. Uh, I don't know how to say it. I don't either. I should, but... That's all right. I mute it when I watch them on TV. Oh, good, good to know. Um, yeah, he's... It's a good move for him. Yeah, good for him. Like, that's that's all I have to say. Yeah, he's a good player. I mean, people he, don't want to hear it, but he's a good player. Yeah. And and he'll develop better probably there, maybe. Maybe. I think a change of scenery is what will help him develop the most. Yeah, like, and, and they have a great coach. Like, yeah. Vucetic is a great coach. Yeah. And he's he's won in Luis for a while. Yeah. For people that don't know, he was the manager of Monterey when yeah. they beat us in the Champions League. Uh, I don't mean to say it like all dickish, but And they, they liked Luis then, and they tried to get him a couple times since then at yeah. Monterey. And then Busetich left Monterey to take over the Mexican national team and got fired after one match in charge. <laughs> so he ended up at Sounds like Kiritero. the worst job in the world. Yeah. But now, I mean, it worked out well for Kiritero because they have this, like, great manager who yeah. never would have managed a team of that size if it hadn't been for just weird circumstances. Yeah. Um, and I know, like, people have talked about how Gil left under bad circumstances and how, like, he didn't love working under Jeff Kassar or something. And obviously there's nothing the club's said about that or official sources have said about that. Yeah. It's just sort of the thing you get over social media from from people who feel like they might know, whether they yeah. know or not. Um, it was, pr- I mean, it was pretty consistent. Yeah. But, but it could just be the same people reading the same other people. So. Yeah. And, and, like, people talk about that, but... I don't think that's a great excuse. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's even a good reason to explain, like, Louis Skill's decline. No. Because lots of players have, you know, have a coach they just don't get out of this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not like Jeff Kassar was, you know, just purposefully not playing him in the first half of the season. Yeah. It was after that goal against, what, Colorado? Yeah. Uh, where he just gave up and he, he just kind of dropped him. Yeah, and... You could see, like, Louis. I mean, it's hard to cite body language. It's like a source for anything. But you could see when Luis played that he didn't care. Yeah. Like, or he gave off the vibe that he didn't care. Yeah. Because there was the Colorado match, and then within a couple weeks, there was the Santa Tecla. Yeah. When he came on as a sub or whatever. Yeah. And he just walked. Yeah. Like, he didn't even look like he was trying to play. Yeah. And that was in Santa Tecla, right? That was the one here. Oh. Because people were booing Luis. Oh. Like, in the stadium because he was playing so poorly. Yeah. Or not playing. Yeah. So poorly. That was when people, especially in 35, not to call people out, because that ball went past Luis and into the corner, and Jaime was, like, 15 yards behind him and and ran past him to the ball. Yeah. And there was no Santa Tecla player, like, anywhere. And people were just letting Luis have it after yeah. that. Like, yeah, so, so you had a, cl- a player that was clearly demotivated, right? Yeah. By whatever re- for whatever reason. Um but it's not like he wasn't given opportunities. Yeah. Um, and so it's not quite like a Yurim of Sision who, under Yakin, didn't get the opportunities he needed. Yeah. Um, it, it's a player who didn't make the most of opportunities for a year and a half. Yeah. And um, and maybe from Luis's side, there was like something to it because he played really well. Everyone forgets how good he was the year we made MLS Cup. He yeah. was one of the best players on the team that year. Yeah. And he was super young. It was two years ago. Yeah. He's still young. And then, like, they brought in Mulholland. Yep. And Luis's minutes just kind of went away. Yeah, they, they dropped one. He was injured frequently. Yeah, yeah. And... There's more to it than that. But, yeah. I mean, he maybe he had some right to feel. Yeah, and, and I think that's, that's true. But he continued to get opportunities. Yeah, afterwards. Um, well, yeah. he was very upset after the, supposedly, I should say, 
yeah. after the Galaxy thing in the yeah. playoffs when he just killed them in the first game here and then yeah. he got benched for the second game. He yeah. was pretty upset after that. That's makes was sense. Was the rumor. So, and I don't know. It's tough. I mean, it's going to be tough for guys because, like Luis because um, even though Kassar was on the staff before, like Luke was like Kassar's guy. Yeah. That was a guy that he scouted and yeah, he well, wanted to bring and in. And he, he was a good fit for that box-to-box role next to yeah. Kyle Beckerman. Yeah, yeah. And I think we saw in the second half of the last season uh, that he really started playing well in it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so lots of reasons, lots of things to consider with Louis Skill, but I think a change of scenery like is the best thing he can have. Yeah, and and I, I hope, hope he experiences more adversity. Hope, yeah, like, that's what he needs to develop. Well, I think. And I, I hope to he get like, past that. I hope he everything works out for him. I mean, oh I yeah. I'm not wishing he's like, oh, he wasn't good here. F that guy. Oh, yeah. man, I hope he has a good career. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. I mean, he was a player that was here for, what, six years? Yeah. Like, that's... And he was he started here when he was, like, 17, right? Yeah. 16, 17? He was I mean, super That's young. a lot. He's 16, actually. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of change. Like, from 16 to 22, yeah. people change a lot. Um, Personality-wise. Yeah, and... personality, playing, like... And maybe, like, the style of how teams are run in Mexico will be good for him. Because... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Just, like... If I think back to when I was 21, and obviously I was never a professional soccer player. Yeah. Uh, or even remotely close. Like, I was doing web development, I guess. Don't sell yourself college. short. Um, I've seen you play indoor. Oh, have you? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but, like, you know, at, at some point, like, you get tired of your surroundings. and he, Yeah. Like, he's at an age and has a personality where he probably wants to be... Around people his age and yeah, like, go to and maybe somewhere and... more exciting than Salt Lake. Yeah, so not that Kiretsuro is more exciting than Salt Lake because it's not. Yeah, we have my job has an office there. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. And it's like, it's like I mean, it's a growing city, but yeah. it's like an old city in the middle of Mexico. It's not like some. It's not like some places a great. It's not Tijuana or yeah. you know San Diego or something. Yeah, might be good for him. Yeah. So I think it will be, and I'm sure he's making more money. Yeah. So. Now, now there were reports earlier that earlier this week, I think, that there was some somebody said something about a one point five million dollar acquisition. Yeah, in well, Louis Gill. Yeah, Dunny, I guess, clarified that Dunny and okay. somebody else that that was the value of the contract. Okay. Oh, and he got a three year contract. Okay. So basically, he's making five hundred grand a year. Okay. Which is not Probab- bad money. Probably with I mean, bonuses. With like, bonuses too. Yeah. But considering that they probably see him as like a project, and yeah. maybe and not someone that they're going to be depending on. Five hundred grand a year to yeah, that's great to go to training and to, li- hope to live you... in a country with a lower cost of living. Oh yeah, like substantially lower. lower tax rate. <sighs> it makes and, a difference, and they still have the same sort of benefits like here, where housing isn't what you and I are paying for. How you know, like yeah. that's handled. We're by paying like t- twelve thousand dollars a month, right? <laughs> no, you know what I mean. In my and Capitol call. Hills studio mansion, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I like how you knocked the wall out and yeah. made the living room bigger. Yeah, well, you do what you got to do sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... All right, so that's Luis Gil. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Luis. Silva. Ooh. Um, who went to Tigres. Tigres. Uh, but he won't play against us, so good for him. Um, yeah. I don't hate Tigris yet. We'll wait till after the game to hate Tigris. After the... Yeah. It's, oh. The first game being there might be kind of rough. Oh... I'm just hoping that some European teams, like, you know who would be great in our side? Geniac. Arsenal. 
Yeah. Yeah, Gene Nack to Arsenal is like one of those five-year-long rumors that never came true. That's because he's French. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's like Wesley Snyder to Man United. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Luis, I mean, Silva left, and no one was surprised. No. No. We knew this was a possibility coming in. It sounds like he left on very good terms with the club. Yeah. Um, And that he he loved it here and would love to come back. Like, he just, I mean, part of it is like a get your money move like go to yeah. mexico for a couple years and make some good money and come back and make even more and some of the like experiences he'll have with tigris like the, he'll be playing in copa libertadores next year like yeah. they just won the league so yeah i mean i don't necessarily know that he's gonna play but just traveling with the team and going to some of those like south american stadiums will be cool and yeah and, and those sorts of experiences i think are, are really important as a player and if yeah. you have them like great cool yeah. good and Tigres aren't like a small team in Mexico. Yeah. Like, they're like the best team in Mexico right now. Right now. They haven't for a couple of years. It's so. awful. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, we got very unlucky. Hmm, as usual. Okay, uh, so I don't think there's much else to say there. So, Sebastian Saucedo, we've talked about quite a bit. Yeah. Um, another player that went to Mexico. Like, good for him. Great. Yeah. Cool. Um, everyone's going to mexico come back do really well you're just gonna go to mexico next <laughs> just kidding okay uh, and here's the big one chris Schuler. yeah uh, maybe he went to mexico yeah maybe but <laughs> but he hasn't been re-signed no they um, made him an offer they made him an offer we haven't heard anything more yeah so i think if we want if we do want to keep him we're going to have to move somebody right so we're currently at 25 of 28 i think yeah uh presuming that wholeness stays yeah. Um, and that Lekowiecki, um signs with Monarchs. Okay. Um, so so I think if we, there's a chance to keep him and still sign two players. Yeah. But not Emery Welshman, right? Correct. Um, so I think we'd have to move somebody, and I think we'd see that in the attacking portion. Yeah. Um, and maybe that still happens, but then we have a you know, five, six, seven-man... Center back. Center back. Mm. I mean, Glad can play outside back, and yeah. I don't know how much Acosta's going to play. Yeah, so. and Acosta could play but, defensive mid. I mean, people so like with the team have said, "Don't be surprised if Acosta plays this year." Yeah, like, they're really big on him. Yeah, so yeah, it's funny. Like Justin Glad was one of those players too. Everyone's like, "Oh, he could play defensive midfield." Yeah, and he hasn't. But yeah, I think midfield is it's a tough position to play. Takes a lot of understanding. Especially making the step from, like, academy play to MLS. That's a huge step. I mean, college to MLS is a big step, but academy play... Because, I mean, you play against good academy players, but you don't play... I mean, the reason RSL's academy is beating some of those teams 10-1 is because they're not good. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's great because they have the the number one under-23 goalkeeper. Oh, nice. Who happens to be the son of a certain coach. Who? Jurgen Klinsmann's son, Jonathan Klinsmann. He plays for RSL? No, no. He played for uh, Strikers in oh, Southern California. Oh, one of those teams that we that smoked. We smoked like 10-0 three times. Not that, not that narrows it down because we smoked everybody basically last year. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a little suspect when someone like Jonathan Klinsmann like, gives up 10 goals. Yeah. Like, if you're a good goalkeeper, there is no way you should give up 10 goals. Yeah. Right? Um, even if your defense is really bad. Yeah. Or maybe we're just that good. Maybe we are. I don't know. Anyways. Anyway, enough about Jonathan Klinsman. Uh, so that, that's Schuller. Um, and then Elias Vasquez is out. Injured and out yeah. of contract. And yep. That was just bad timing. And then the whole doctor thing. And yeah. It wasn't very well handled. Yeah, it seems... It, it's weird because the club hadn't heard from him before, you know, when he had his surgery. Yeah. So I think at that point they had already told him, like, we're, you know, yeah. we're not bringing you back. 
Uh, oh, you forgot Pekka. Pekka! I'll write him down. And that's all we have to say about Pekka. Pekka is... Oh, this is actually interesting. Um, Ryo. Ryo OKC. Yeah. Which is the worst name ever. ever. And uh, people make fun of Real Madrid. Or yeah, Real, Real Salt Lake. Ryo OKC is up there, too. Yeah. I'd say it's worse. But what does Ryo even mean? I don't know. I'll look it up while you talk about Pekka. Um, he's a Ryo OKC. That's literally all I can say about him. Who else have they signed? Sebastian Velasquez. Is, didn't he ask for it to be pronounced like that? He did, Velasquez. and then he, he went back on it. Oh, okay. Um, and also Rashawn McKenzie. Yeah. RSL so, legend. So three Real Salt Lake players. That, that just shows that we know talent. Because... We know NASL talent. <laughs> are they NASL? Yeah, they are NASL, huh? I can't figure out what Ryo means. Hold on. Ryo meaning... Uh... A variant of Rayo, nickname from Rayo, lowercase r. A derivative of Raya, plowshare. Uh, possibly from Rayo, uh, flash of You're lightning. Way too, that, that's probably it, because um, their logo is a lightning bolt. Oh, flash of lightning. lightning. Yeah. All right. So and they're, I mean, for those that don't know, they're like a affiliated team for Rayo Vallecano, who play in yeah. Madrid. Oh, are they actually affiliated? Yeah. It's is it like sort a, of like Real Salt Lake and Real Madrid were affiliated? I think there's actually more to it. Oh, wow. I think it's like to get their brand into the U.S. and they'll play some matches. And they might loan some of their uh, younger players to OKC. And... Okay. All right, so there we have it. There's our ins and outs. Uh, this is where it starts to get fun. We'll go over each position. And the players, we'll try not to get too in-depth on any single player unless it's really necessary. Uh, so that'll happen a lot. Yeah, probably. probably. Um, oh, one last note on Pekka. He didn't really play much. Yeah. And when he did, he wasn't great. Very good. He was good for Monarchs. Like, yeah. I thought he was good for Monarchs. Um, but I don't think it's an MLS level player. And he was good no. at that level with, who was he with? Fort Lauderdale? He was yeah. very good for Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, so maybe it's... he's just one of those good NASL players. Yeah. Like uh, Jamie Watson. Jamie Watson's a really good NASL player. Yeah. It wasn't great for us. That's okay. Um, okay, so let's start at goalkeeper. We yeah. have Nick Romano, Jeff Attenell, and Lalo Fernandez. I don't think there's anything more we have to say about them. They're solid. Maybe we'll get to see Lalo Fernandez play. Maybe Nick Romano season. will win goalkeeper of the year. Probably not. He's, now he's too old. It'll be like a lifetime achievement award. Yeah. Best goalkeeper to never win goalkeeper of the year. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to say. Attenell is really good. Romano is great. Yeah. Lalo's good. He'll yeah. probably play more for Monarchs, just oh, like he did last yeah, year. Yeah, he'll definitely will, but but I really want to see him play a first-team match. I don't know why. Just I one. just do. Maybe he'll play against Tigris. <laughs> oh. Psychological warfare. Against our own fans? <laughs> yeah, or okay. something. Uh, so we'll move from right to left, starting with the defense now. Tony Beltran. He's very good. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Boyd Aquanu. Also good. Uh, we've seen him play plenty for Monarchs. I think he's going to play more with RSL this year. Yeah, and I think so too. Especially if Tony Beltran ever gets a call up again. Which yeah, Jurgen. That's why the um, the academy team put ten goals past Jonathan Klinsman. It was payback for Jurgen never calling up Tony. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so I think we're actually really good in that that right back slot. Um, we yeah. also have Jordan Allen who can play there. Yeah. Um, and I think he's probably above Okwanu in the pecking order. Yeah. The Pekka order. Don't ever say that again. Okay. 
Um, so I don't know if there's too much to say about Allen there, because I think we're more likely to see him play further forward. So we'll talk about yeah. him when we get Which to Which is kind of what people were hoping for. Yeah. But. Okay, at center back, this is the big one that we need the most help with, right? We have Olave. Who's okay. Uh, Aaron Mond. Who's good. Uh, Justin Glad. Also okay, too good. <laughs> and Fanny Kavita. Who's going to play for Monarchs? Um, I'm actually, I think he's more likely to see the bench for Real Salt Lake than he is to play for Monarchs. Really? Regularly. Regularly. I would say the same thing, except Acosta isn't going to play for Monarchs this year. Oh. So they lost him. Right? Wait, that Acosta's not going to play for Monarchs? I mean, I don't know. if I think Acosta's got a better chance of playing for Arzell than Kavita I th- does. I think we'll see, Aco- maybe we'll see Acosta and Kavita as the starting center back pair for, for Monarchs, actually. Yeah, true, um, true. But I think what we saw with Kavita was a, a player who was getting used to the MLS level. And he we played Ka- in MLS, and he wasn't bad. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was weird that they released him. Maybe it was a money thing. Yeah, but- yeah, but we brought him back... Um, yeah, maybe it was an expensive option. Maybe wasn't it like a generation Adidas thing? No. Oh, he wasn't. No, okay. he's homegrown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe it was just they had to make the money work or something. Yeah, and that's. Possible. It didn't seem like there was ever a ch- any chance of him not coming back. Yeah, like and, it, and the club was forthright about that from the beginning. Yeah. Um, as soon as they announced he was he was declined, Gone. like they were like, "Yes, yeah, we're, we're in we're talks." Yeah, that's true. Okay, uh, so we clearly need a player here. Yeah. Um, the Majovic. Who what? Nemanjovic. Oh, that's certainly an option. Um, <laughs> and actually, not to put water on that, to throw water on that potential fire. Um, hopefully, it's not an oil fire. We're all, we're all dead. But, yeah. Um, Craig Weibel was pretty clear that he wasn't just talking to South Americans. Yeah. Uh, he was talking around the world. He said, "You know who lives not in South America?" Nemanjovic. Yeah. It'd be so weird if he came here, though. Yeah, that'd be weird. Uh, it's not terribly likely. Yeah, it's really unlikely. And and he's talking to MLS teams. Yeah, like that's known is that he's talking to MLS teams. Yeah, but if he was like Manchester United star playing for Inter Milan, he's like, you know where I want to play next? Salt Lake. City. I want to make like five hundred thousand dollars in Salt Lake City. They can buy me down with Tam. It'll be perfect for me. Yeah. But stranger things have happened. You know what we really need to do? What? We need to get LDS missionaries out to top soccer <laughs> players around the world. Like Lionel yeah, Messi maybe, conversion like, project. Yeah. Or just send them to countries where there's really good young players. Like, we need to build an LDS yeah. mission in Belgium. Oh, there and, is, I'm sure. But and Serbia. Just just focus on these <laughs> More. great young soccer We need to send players. the best missionaries there. Yeah. I'm sure there's, like, a ranking system for missionaries. A homegrown so. one. Yeah. Yeah, our best homegrown missionary. <laughs> No one's ever going to listen to the show again. No, we're... Oh. We just offended a lot of people. That's probably. okay. Oh, well. Uh, no, we it's have, kind of our thing. This is nothing you don't hear every Could day. Could you imagine being Twitter. an LDS missionary in Serbia? Yeah, that'd be tough. I, I, I've heard stories about Armenian ones, actually. Oh, really? And it's it's interesting. Those um, languages, we'll ta- too, man. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little later, not on the podcast. But okay. There's some stories that are not my stories to tell. Okay. Okay, uh, so we need a player. It won't be Vidic. It might be. But it might be. Maybe it'll be Rio Ferdinand. That's okay. Oh, Did he retire? So. Yeah, he retired. Oh, good. Good for him. I don't know. I think it's going to be like a... I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a South American, obviously. But maybe yeah. it'll be a guy playing in like a smaller European league. Like yeah. a 28, 29-year-old. Who's that guy playing for uh, that team? Simon. Sure. He plays in Montreal. Um, 
Is that who you were thinking of? I wasn't thinking oh, of anyone Oh, I thought you were saying a similar deal. But uh, he went there because of his daughter. Yeah. He was really good, though. Yeah. Little Rod Simon. Yeah. Okay, so that's center back. Uh, hopefully I have more to talk about. In the next couple weeks. Yeah. On the next show in April. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and we could, we could move within, like, MLS, too. People yeah. don't think of that as an option. But Yeah. And, see, the thing is it's just hard for me to, like, figure out who we'd get and who we'd trade. True. And what we'd trade. And it's always possible, but... like yeah, there's Sandoval. I'm just kidding. Impossible. But uh, there's no, like, you know, MLS center back I'm really coveting right now. I know I'm not supposed to covet. Chad Marshall. I'm going to quit the podcast. <laughs> just kidding. Nat Borchers. Um, <laughs> now you can quit. Yeah. Um, I'm sad. Okay, let's talk about left backs. Okay, we've got DeMar Phillips, Abdullah Mansale, and Max Lakowiecki. Now, Max Lakowiecki may not end up playing for Real Salt Lake this season. Yeah. Uh, he might play for Monarchs. We'll see. Yeah. DeMar Maybe we Phillips, can see what Ryan O'Neill's up to. Ryan Neal? Ryan Neal. Oh, I, th- I always get his name wrong. That's how much I remember that guy. Uh, I don't think he's playing soccer anymore. The other day I was Googling for information about him, and I couldn't find anything, and I was like, Ryan O'Neal like, doesn't even pull up a college <laughs> profile? And then I had to look at the draft wiki page, and I was like, yeah. oh, I don't even know his name. It's Ryan Neal. Yeah, that's funny. Actually, there was one player uh, from the academy, I think, who went to Stanford Yeah. Uh, that doesn't play soccer anymore and, and is like pursuing a science, like a heavy science career. Oh, really? Yeah, it's cool. Good for him, man. I don't remember his name, but... That's good. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, he was never, like, a you know the player or yeah. anything. Like, he was just a, a good academy player who went to Stanford, and cool. Good for him. Go smart people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, DeMar Phillips, we talked about, he could be good uh, this season, like, really good. Um, I think this is the season where Dunny should be hyping him, and not last season. Yeah. I think his his MLS adjustment period was long. Um, Which is not because unusual. he wasn't here. Yeah, he was enough. gone a lot. But I, I also don't think that he was thinking he was going to be gone that much because he yeah. he had played for Jamaica, but he hadn't like played regularly for Jamaica the last couple yeah. of years. And then last year they just called him up every chance. Yeah, and probably because he's closer, right? Yeah, true. Okay, uh, Abdullah Mansali, good backup. Like, yeah, good. I think a good MLS level defender as a backup. Also, posted my favorite Instagram. <laughs> What did he post? When he spelled cleats wrong. Oh. Yeah. That was That's my favorite else. RSL social media moment ever. Yeah, about that. Uh, okay, so let's move on to the midfield. Yeah. Um, so we can't go left to right in the midfield, so we're going to go back to front. Um, like a diamond. Oh, Kind of. Okay. More like a double... P- like a p- p- line. Not a double pivot. Um, okay, so we'll start with our pure defensive midfielder, Kyle Beckerman. Yeah. Who has no equal? None whatsoever. Maybe Pirlo, but yeah, probably not No, Pirlo, Pirlo doesn't even know how to defend. <laughs> it's true, which is so weird because he always played that deep spot in yeah. Italy. But You'd he think he'd like to learn. Yeah. Nope. Um, and then... Yeah. And, it's hard to say anything about Beckerman that yeah. hasn't been said. Yeah. Um, but his most immediate backup to me right now is John Sturzer. Really? Um, I yeah. think I would think Mulholland would back him up. And then uh, Sturzer I think would play Mulholland there. already yeah. has, has a spot, right? Yeah, that's true. He's got a box-to-box player. I could see them moving Mulholland to Kyle's spot and playing someone else up there. Yeah, and that's spot. an option, too. Yeah. And it would it could even be Sturzer. So. Yeah. So, but there's always there's a shared responsibility in that role. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I think Sturzer kind of is the backup to Beckerman and Mulholland. Too. Yeah. Um, okay, we've got Luke Mulholland, who plays a more box-to-box role than Beckerman, obviously. Luke. Yeah. Can't wait for the first time to do that. Uh, <laughs> I really missed going to games. Yeah. It's been a long off-season. It's coming up, man. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, after Mulholland and Sturzer, we have Omar Holness, who we think will probably be more of a box-to-box player. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think he fits firmly in Beckerman's spot or Morales' spot, so... Luke. Yeah, he's, he's Luke 2.0, but better. Bigger, and never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then we've got Fito Ovalle. Yeah. Who is very much a young player. Yeah. Um, super young. Yep. But he was good for Monarchs. Yeah. Also, legend for the Sacramento game. That was great. <laughs> and if you don't remember that, uh, it was Real Monarchs versus Sacramento Republic. In Sacramento. Uh, in Sacramento. Jason Hibba and I were in Sacramento for the game. Um, it was stoppage time. Monarchs had tied it up. And this was when Monarchs were bad. Yeah, like, really not, bad. Not good. It was we like traveled to see the, like, the, the worst team the in the league. Yeah, they were not good. And, uh, you know, they have been running a lot. And so yeah. this sort of thing maybe makes sense. Uh, our little... Chilean. Um, Waited until the substitution. Don't yeah, there was the a substitution part of the story. right before a corner. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sacramento had a corner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he, like, as the sub comes on, he, like, slinks to the ground and starts <laughs> grabbing his calf or thigh. Yeah. Um, he was milking the clock. It yeah. Was, um, it was amazing, though. It was, like, the best time wasting I've seen from a Real Salt Lake player ever. It was, like, like... Just to have, like, the balls to do that, you know what I mean? Like, so many players just wouldn't do that. And he was just like, oh, okay. And he just, like, slid down the goalpost and grabbed his leg like he'd been shot. Oh, and the crowd just, like, Oh, erupted. they were livid. The crowd was so mad. Yeah, I thought that giant stand was going to fall over. And it was right in front of their, like, supporter section. <laughs> their, like, Timbers Army section or whatever. But, oh, it was so great. Second and it, it literally took him, like, five minutes to get off of the field. And he was right by the end line. Like, he was in yeah. front of the end line. And to, there was, like, five. And then, then when they got him up, he tried to go the long way, like a substitute would. And the ref, like, ran over and made him go across the end line. Yeah. And then uh, he came back in. Yeah. It was so good. Oh, and when he ran back out on the field, the boos were so loud. Oh, that's... One of my all-time favorite away game moments. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Um, and was, then we tied, and it was the best feeling ever. Yeah. And then the team applauded us, Yeah, that was which a good was time. nice, uh, because we didn't deserve it. <laughs> yeah. They've Who was it? Rauhofer scored. Yeah, that penalty. Yeah. I wonder if he's coming back. I didn't see his name in the squad list. Oh, really? He was good. Yeah, it makes me sad. Maybe he found a better deal. I mean, yeah. he, was, he was too good for USL, it yeah. seemed like. Yeah. But... Um, okay, so that's our defensive midfield spot. Yeah. Uh, obviously a little sidetracked by Fito Avaya. We need a player there. We have two starters. Luke Mulholland is good, but he's not like... We need a midfielder in general. Yeah. Like a guy that can play for Javi or play that spot. Yeah. Um, One more homeless. Just kidding. We need like a, a good top-level guy. Yeah. Right? Because Mulholland is good. He's not a top-level guy. Sturzer could be good. Is a good backup, a good, yeah. you know, sometime player. I could become, like, a great player. I don't know. Um, I mean, Sturzer, I could even see Sturzer backing up Javi more. Yeah, he's played there before to. and like, mm-hmm. the end of games, and, and he's been good there. I mean, he has a good eye for a pass. And yeah. Sturzer reminds me of Ned a lot. Yeah. 
Like, maybe not as good, like, controlling the ball with his feet, but he passes the ball really well. Yeah. Okay, so our attacking midfield. Javi. That's all. <laughs> maybe Burrito in a pinch. Yeah, in a, in a pinch, we could put Burrito there. Uh, Jordan Allen, maybe. Jordan Allen, maybe. Oh, and that's one thing. We can, When we talk about our box-to-box role, Jordan Allen can fit there. Yeah, and he, could, he plays there well. Yeah. I mean, he's not bad there. So so that there is an option. He really there. is like the Swiss Army knife. Yeah. He just need he needs one position yeah. or he'll be a Swiss Army knife his whole career. Yeah. Uh and that's not great for development. No. So one position where he gets to focus. And if that's box to box and he supplants Mulholland, awesome. Great. Yeah. Um if that's behind Javi and he gets backup minutes, like cool. I don't see him as that sort of player. He's Maybe. definitely more comfortable wide. Yeah. Um, maybe more than even searcher. Jordan is like Ned. Yeah, like, maybe like controlling the ball and passing, and he's very good. he's very good with and the ball. His runs his feet. are just fantastic sublime. for being twenty or twenty one or however old he is. Yeah, he's young. Okay, uh, so let's move on to forwards. We have them split up into two broad categories. We've got wide forwards and we've got center forwards. So we'll start with the wide forwards. Okay. Do you want to kick this off? Uh yeah, we have Joe Plata, and not Joe Plata, his brother <laughs> Jimmy Platter, who uh, <laughs> who I checked out on Instagram the other day. And yeah, I Instagram saw Joe Plata. Was it as good as you expected? Yeah, it was. Kind of, he looks like Joao, but full sized. No, <laughs> oh, slightly different though. And then uh, and Plata like Plata had a disappointing year last year. Yeah, if you're being yeah. honest. No doubt about that. And it wasn't just the injury. He just wasn't good sometimes. Yeah. Like, but maybe he'll well, be back he better. And he never really got back into his groove after the injury. Yeah, and there were concerns about his fitness, too. Yeah. That, that makes a difference. Um, Burrito. Yeah, who's pretty good. Pretty great. Pretty, pretty, pretty and he good. Said he, and he told the team that he was playing at, he felt like he was playing at 65% last year. That's crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which is amazing. But <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're in... You know, we have something really exciting coming yeah. this year. Yeah, this is going to be an exciting year. I mean, there's still some concerns, but... Yeah, and if we address our midfield and defensive concerns, yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that we're back in contention. I don't yeah. care who your coach is. Yeah. Regard- I mean, talent might trump any issues yeah. that you'd see with coaching for people. And-, and, I- and I think, too, like, I'm not, like, a Kassar apologist or anything, but I, I think that, be. like... Now that he has more players that fit the kind of system that they're trying to run, yeah, it maybe he deserves more of a chance because last year they didn't have the players, and then when they got one, Yura, look, how, I mean not Yura, Burrito, look how much better the team got. Yeah, like, and sure there are still problems. Yeah, but but he, he made positive steps. He made inroads. Yeah, and like we've already made changes to the coaching staff. Everett Williams as a dedicated midfield coach, and some and some of the things that I think hurt the team coaching wise is stuff that like even Craig admitted at the open house they did like the substitution patterns and they're working yeah. on that and because that was a big thing is like you you can't change a game when your first substitution is in the 80th minute yeah yeah like yeah you, and that's one of the things you you learn as a coach like, yeah it was like, only a second oh, year. I, I thought this would work out well. It didn't. And the first year, we weren't making a lot of substitutions because we were playing so well. Like, yeah. Or if we were making substitutions, it was just to kill time and rest legs. So you yeah. were playing them at like the 80th minute. Yeah. Not trying to make game-changing substitutions. Right. They're totally different things. So I'm going to go on a little bit of a sidetrack okay. rant here. I think, like, and I know it's popular now to hate Garth Lagerwey a little yeah. bit. Um, 
But I think to an extent, Garth Lagerwey kind of handicapped Grey Owl Salt Lake before he left. I did too. Um, I don't think it was purposeful. I think like he thought he was making good decisions. Um, oh, your Nat Borchers tweeted at Yermov Sissian saying, see you in March. Yeah, and welcome back. I can't wait till Yuris scores a hat trick on Nat. That's kind of great. But I still like Nat, so... Scores a hat trick on Liam Ridgewell. Liam Ridgewell, yeah. Okay, so uh, I think Garth Lagerwey kind of handicapped Ray Al Salt Lake. He brought in... In 2014, he... Like, we were stagnant, right? Yeah. And we saw, as the season went on, like, we just declined. Yeah. Um, we started really well, and then it just... It didn't work out. Um, I think we were... He was... Like, his desire to keep everything the same so Jeff Cassard the greatest chance of su- at success give Jeff Cassard the least chances at success yeah um, and I don't know if that's because I don't know if that was like intentional because he knew so. he was leaving or no I don't think it was intentional I don't think Garth Lagerway is the type of person that would do anything like that yeah I think he gives everything he has to what he's doing yeah, yeah. And, and like I, I think the conspiracy theories are wrong yeah um, but even with him, even if he wasn't, I mean, you're still like that's kind of like throwing Weibel into the deep end of the pool. Yeah. In his first off season, when you have a team that needs a lot of changes, and there just wasn't time to change everything last year. Yeah. Like, like, and I think a lot of the moves like reflect that. Like Olave was a safe move. Yeah. And it was something within the league, so it wasn't hard to get done. Well, and I, and I don't mean that he wasn't even general manager at the start. Yeah. He, he had no control over Jeff Gasar. Period. Yeah. Like, and that's not to say, like... Is he the Jeff general was, manager now? Yeah. I thought Elliot was. No. Oh. Elliot's assistant general manager. Okay. Um, but, but Craig Weibel was put in this, like, supplementary position. Yeah. So he'd coordinate moves, and he'd find the players to sign. And, yeah. And uh, we saw once he became general manager, like... Burrito. Yeah, and, and we're already, like... Aaron Johansson. <clears throat> Mo- <laughs> we've already moved players around like yeah. coaching staff around um i think there's probably still another coaching staff change to come yeah i don't know what it is but i wouldn't be surprised if we have a new forward coach at all tedek i don't think tedek is long for this club yeah we'll see though maybe he'll maybe he'll stay i don't know yeah i mean it's hard to like look at his body of work as a coach no. and then look at last year and go yeah he should totally stay yeah you know well, his body of work as a coach is very small. Right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, it's not like last year was like an anomaly in his great yeah, coaching it's history. His first real coach, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, he coached the Ogden Outlaws. Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> and uh, and I think he was coaching a youth club. And we only brought him in because because uh, our new left. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Oglish left mid season mm-hmm. to go be a head coach at. Austin. Austin. And now he's in Ottawa. Yeah, because Austin's not folded. Yeah. yeah. He's like their general manager, too, in Ottawa. Yeah. Head coach and he'll be He'll be good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dalglish is a good guy. Maybe we'll get him back if I actually Kassar was gonna doesn't say, work out. I actually was going to say, if Kassar left, I would not be stunned if Dalglish came back I wouldn't be and either. was the manager. So, I mean, I, I think we were put in this really difficult position. Uh, if Garth Lagerwey continued, he'd probably have solved those problems. Yeah. Um. But now he's facing his own problems in Seattle, and... And he doesn't appear to be solving any of them. Yeah, well, he said they, when they made moves last year, it was with the expectation that MLS would announce more targeted allocation money. Than they did? Than they did. Yeah. And then they announced it, and he was like, well, we don't 
we can't actually bring in new players. We brought them all in, and one <laughs> yeah. of them is injured for like six months still. And who's which one's injured? Was it Nelson Valdez? The defender. Um, the defender. Yeah, Roman Torres. Yeah. And Freeburg. Freeburg was good for them. I mean, Valdez was good too. But yeah, yeah. And I forgot rumors Torres that Valdez will leave. And yeah, there's rumors Valdez is leaving because for Jordan Morris to like make room for Jordan Morris that's or crazy. something like that. Like, I don't know. The, like I understand. Or to make room for them to sign someone else. Yeah. If Jordan Morris comes, I don't. I don't know. It's weird. I get this institutional desire to have Jordan Morris and to show like you can do it. But at the same time, like, at some point you just say, okay, like, we we tried. Yeah, we got to move on. Yeah. Because the season starts in a month. We can't sell, a, like, a good defense or attacker, yeah. like, near the prime of his career to bring in a 20-year-old Jordan Morris. Yeah. Because we think he's the next big thing in American soccer. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that, that's a little digression. Uh, we were on the wide forwards, right? Yes. Olmez. Was that all because of Olmas? No, you started talking about Garth. Because we were talking about Burrito. Dang it, Garth. Yeah. Dang it, Garth. Cut, dang it, Garth. (laughs) Um, Anyways, I thought Olmas was good last year. Yeah. I thought he was one of the players that benefited the most from the system change to the 4-3-3. Because he can play that wide position really well. Yeah, and now that he's like, he he works hard enough to play that role. Yeah. Uh, And that's one of the knocks on Plata, I think, last year. Is he wasn't working hard enough all the time? Yeah. Um, now, and part of that might have been fitness. Yeah, he adjusted really well. Yeah, and started to play the role well, and he scored a couple of goals. And and like I don't think he's done for by no. any stretch of the imagination. But it was a rough year for him. And uh, the thing that is very valuable valuable about Olmes is like that guy is a terror if you put him on in like the seventieth minute yeah. against a tired defender. Yeah, because he'll just run them. Into the ground. Like, literally, because he'll, he he presses and he chases the ball everywhere. Yeah. And he just runs. People, all, all he does is run. That's a very valuable thing. Yeah. Like, uh, like that that's sort of movement. Like, if he if he gets his movement right this year and, yeah. and that really figures that out, then awesome. Some of his, I remember, like, a couple times that he scored later in the season were because he pressed and got the ball away from a defender in a good spot yeah. and scored. Or or made an opportunity for someone else. And yeah. those chances are good chances. Especially yeah. if you have Euro on the end of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and one of the things I think that's hurt almost the most is nothing that has anything to do with Real Salt Lake. But around the same time he came into the league, so did like Dan Maddox yeah. and a couple other players who are fast and play well on the wing. And there was, like, comparisons. Yeah. yeah, and so everyone's like, oh, Darren Maddox is the best, you know, the best yeah. thing since sliced bread. Like, this Jamaican's going to go on to do big things. And now... Yeah. Um, he's okay. I mean, he, he's scoring goals, right? Yeah. And, and that's the difference between him and Olmos Garcia, <clears throat> as, you know, as well as a host of other things. Another thing, too, that, like, in hindsight, was like, oh, man, maybe that was more harm than good, was that goal that he scored against Vancouver. Because he scored that goal, and everyone was like, I mean, yeah. Olmos... He scored that goal, and everyone's like, oh, my God, this kid's going to be so good. You know? yeah. and, and he still could be really good. He's still yeah. young. But, He's like, what, but that goal was like, oh, my God, that's like one of the best goals our team's ever scored. And how good does he have to be to hit a goal like that? And, yeah. And it was an amazing goal. Yeah. But maybe it did more harm than good because the yeah, expectations like, went crazy. Yeah. So I hope we keep him another year. Like, yeah. He could go on to be like, I'm sure he'll really be here this player. year. Yeah. I mean, unless we trade him. But I don't know how much interest there would be. I don't know. He's, yeah, he's a good player. He's not yeah. making that much. He's what one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, and uh, he's like, and he's fun, which yeah, there's some value to that. 
Yeah, I mean, he he's a good player for the team. Can't break up the dancing That's uh, true. duo. He seems like he's probably like a good like locker room guy because he's like Maybe. very laid back. Not like a Kyle Beckerman. Yeah, like line, leader, but... but like he keeps people mellow. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's not going to be a bad influence. I and guess. he and he's never had. There's never been any questions about his like fitness or his training yeah. effort or there, anything. There was the time when it got cold here. And he just, like, couldn't breathe well. <laughs> yeah. And he had never, like, ever played in the cold. Yeah. Which, I that mean, that's crazy to think. Here, but right? I guess if you're yeah, from Columbia, like, yeah. like, maybe that's true. Like, this is the first foreign club. Yeah. And he moved here when he was a kid. I mean, he was 19. Yeah. So, we'll see. Okay. Um, we talked about Jordan Allen and the many roles he plays. Swiss um, Army Knife. So let's move on to the Swiss center forwards. Allen knife. Because this is the most exciting part of our squad. Yes. Like, I don't think there's... Like, this is the, the part that gives me, like... Hope. Hope. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. It's like The Force Awakens. That's what you're coming that's back to. That's when... Like, uh, what's that? Spoiler? Should we spoil it for everyone? No, don't say that. Don't Earth, spoil it. No. Vader? Oh, my God. You're not spoiling anything. Father? <laughs> okay. Uh, Darth Vader is... Have you seen Force Awakens yet? Picard's father? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, I saw Force Awakens. Was... Um, so we have Yura Mavsisyan. Mavsisyan. Uh, Sebastian Jaime. Who's good. Devin Sandoval. Who's also good. Yeah. And, and all right, so let's... Let's get the hard one out of the way first. Let's talk about Devin Sandoval. <laughs> yeah. Um, he gets a lot of flack. Yeah. Like, a lot of flack. And maybe um, a little bit of it is deserved. Yeah, but I mean, not he's not near. like a perfect MLS player. He's yeah. not a perfect player. He's a reasonable MLS striker in like his third year, fourth year, and could like have. And a he lot came of from like he was a second round pick from like New Mexico. Yeah, he wasn't coming from like the best conference in college soccer. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, um, and he, he had some really good moments last year. Yeah, like his his. Interconnection was really good. He passes the ball really well. Yeah. And the His connection hold up play is good. The like, connection between him and Burrito last year was great. It was like unreal. I did not expect to see Devin Sandoval forming like a great connection with a wide player like that. Yeah. And and he probably I mean maybe now that Euro's gone not. He had the best hold of play of anyone on the team last year. Yeah. Like hands down. Yeah. Because he, he can put his back to a defender and push a defender backwards and then make that pass onto a running player. Yeah. Like and that's a valuable tool. Yeah. Like we don't we don't really have a forward that can do that. Yeah. Outside of him. Yeah, I mean Yura probably can, but yeah. or just shoot it from thirty yards and score. Yeah, Yura can do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. Um he has my permission. I'm sure he was waiting for it. Yeah. But yeah, I thought Sandoval, I mean, he wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. Yeah. People and blame I, the whole season on him. Yeah. He misses chances, but he's a young forward and he wasn't like a 20 goal guy in college either. No. You know who he's else not like his a chances? natural finisher? Sebastian Jaime. Yeah. Joel Plata missed like five clear cut chances. Yeah. Even Burrito misses <laughs> chances sometimes. Yeah. I mean, he, I hear you're a Mopsisian, doesn't though? Yeah. Like if he has a clear cut chance. We'll see it. We'll see it soon. Oh. <laughs> Can it be February 24th already? We have to go to the Diamond Cup this year to see your... Uh... Oh, I am going. Are I'm, you really? I'm going to go. Oh, yeah, you went last year, too. Yeah. Huh? Are you and Jenny going? Yeah. Nice. I'm excited. Should be fun. Um, so, Devin Sandoval. Now, there is certainly speculation that he could move, right? Yeah. Um, we are kind of well-loaded there. But I think there are other like moves we'd make before we just like 
be done with him. Yeah, especially if you don't know what the whole story with Jaime is, because you don't want to get down to being one deep at center forward. Yeah. yeah. Javi can't play there, too. Yeah. That's so. <laughs> so, there we go. Like, Devin Sandoval. Yeah. Um, I think... I think he will grow to be, like, a good MLS player. Yeah. I mean, he'll be Alan Gordon. There's nothing wrong with being Alan Gordon. Yeah. Except for his personality. But as a player, there's nothing wrong with being I hear he's actually Alan really, Gordon. like, a good person. Yeah, he's just intense when he plays. Like, yeah. Beckerman. Beckerman's a great guy until he is on the field calling you every name you've ever heard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I haven't heard that since grade school. Yeah. When that still mean- say that? Yeah. <laughs> but anything to get in your head. It's a, they say the same thing about Stephen Linhart. Yeah. Like, Dunny says Stephen Linhart is the nicest person he knows. I, I like I Alan right. Gordon a lot more than I like Stephen Linhart. Like, yeah. I can't excuse Stephen Linhart's play on the field sometimes. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't get, like, the personality pass. Yeah. I obviously don't know him. Uh, but I think Alan Gordon does. Yeah. I always, I always hated Bernardes <laughs> more than either of those two. Oh. Everyone always, like, bashed Gordon and Linhart, And I was like, oh, Victor Bernardes is such a dirty player. And yeah. Then, oh, I hated that guy. Yeah. And uh, Shea Salinas is a dirty player, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but... He doesn't. He's a midfielder, so people don't think he's a wide midfielder. So no one thinks of him that way. He's a dirty, dirty player. Yeah. Okay. So hot take. Sebastian Jaime. So so that's Sandoval. Like, I think you don't get better like third choice center forwards in the league than Devin Sandoval. Period. Yeah. Like I think our depth is in a couple of positions is really really good. Yeah. Uh, at left back, I think it's really good. Uh, if Demar Phillips you know, works out works out really well. It, at center forward, I think it's amazing. Midfield is probably really good. I mean, you want to add another guy, but I mean that. Yeah, well, I don't, if I mean, we have another of guy, the Javi spot, midfield yeah. is good. If we and, add another guy, I think it's great. It's yeah, fantastic. And a lot of that's going to depend on wholeness too. I mean, yeah, up the depth. And if we add another center back, our depth is amazing. Yeah, it's crazy how like one player can make such a big difference. Yeah. Because, yeah, Justin Glad as a fourth option is way better than Justin Glad as a third option, maybe. Yeah. I don't even know if he's a third option. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays a lot this year. Justin Glad? Yeah. I am. We'll see. But that, I don't think that's that's probably unfair to Mond. Mond should probably be the first option as a center back. Mond had a great year last year. Yeah, I mean, But I think like he's still seen as like a second Wait, choice. Yeah, yeah. A guy off the bench who had played 20 games. Yeah, but last year he played 30. Yeah. And it pretty well. Good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He had some bad moments, but <laughs> half of that, it's hard to judge that because how much of that was because of Olave playing alongside him in the beginning of the season, and Olave was like, "Oh my god," you know, yeah. in the beginning of the season. But yeah. then Olave came on really well at the end of the season. So, yeah. if only we could have done that in March. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've got Sebastian <clears throat> Jaime at center forward. Yeah. Um, again, we've talked about him plenty. We talked about him. he could play out wide. Yeah. Uh, he could play up top. I think he's a really good utility forward. Um, if he's not a designated player, like I think he's the sort of player you want to be. Yeah, and he always <laughs> plays hard. Like he yeah. he will always he, he's like all night. He'll run forever and yeah. And he, and this is I'm going to go off on a tangent. Okay, I've seen people say how useless Sebastian Jaime is on set pieces. Yeah. All that tells me is you don't watch set pieces. Yeah. He's great on set pieces. Yeah. Just because he doesn't score doesn't mean he's bad on set pieces. Yeah. He's one of the best defensive players that we have on set pieces. Yeah. Like, if you really look out to watch him on set pieces, 
I mean, a couple times a game, he's a guy that heads the ball out of the box on yeah. the defensive side. That was one of the first things I noticed about him. Like, yeah, like yeah, he ran up the field well. Yeah, he chased things, but like he was focused. Yeah, and I think like if he comes on well this year, um, awesome, great backup. Yeah, um, but he's still behind. Euromovsisian, <laughs> who will be the last player we talk about in the squad overview. Yeah, um, and that's because he's the best. <laughs> I don't know if he's the best player on the team, but, like... Chances are. Let's just give three names that you'd see in a lineup. Every game? Well, I mean, in a typical game. Yura. Yura. Kyle. Kyle. Romando. Well, Javi. Javi. I mean, Romando's cheating. But, but like, think up front. Yura. So, so Yura, Plata, Burrito. Yeah, or Yura, Jaime, Burrito. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you get a better attacking force in MLS? I don't know. Right now. Even if you just had Burrito and Yura, you would be hard-pressed to find yeah. a better one. Like, but, like, you combine Burrito, who is one of the best wide players I've seen in this league. Yeah. Yura uh, Mavsissian, who... Is a crazy good finisher. Yeah. And, makes, and the thing, too, about Yura, like, that it plays so well in the 4-3-3. And um, who was it? It might have been Shin Guardian or mm-hmm. Matt Doyle. They talked about, like, how... Players play like different kinds of roles, and Yura is a very like diagonal player. Yeah, like with his runs and how he attacks the goal, he's gonna shred teams with Plata yeah. and Burrito playing those like that, those runs that he makes behind the defender's back to yeah. get through on goal. Or Javi too. I mean, Javi's gonna love having that yeah. when he's able to just like chip a ball over a keeper. Yeah. And, and that's the thing we forget. Like when Javi and Mufsisin were on the field together. Yeah. Like that was not the best Javi we've seen. No. 2013 was the best Javi we've seen. Yeah. 2014 was really good. 2015 was really good. Yeah. I think that all we never three saw like years... best Javi with Yura. Yeah. I think all three years are better than 2007, 2009. Yeah. Like, less spectacular, but better. And Javi could be really good again this year. Like, it yeah. doesn't seem like he's just, it's going away. Yeah. But the way he plays, he, the age thing isn't, like, a huge thing. Because yeah. he doesn't have to be, like, crazy physical or... Yeah, it's just getting hacked. That's, yeah. That's problematic. And adding these wide players, like... Takes away from that. Yeah. Hack a Javi doesn't work as well. Yeah, because now it's like, oh, wait, do I just go after this guy who's the fulcrum? Yeah. Or do, like, he can just... Spray if I go after him, he can pass it over to Burrito, who's yeah. wide open. Like. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's the thing. Like, if we had gone with a four-three-three earlier, with peak Javi and a good wide player, I don't know. Yeah, and that's the thing about the four-three-three. I think we look at it as this like static thing, and like it's Kassar's thing. Could you imagine if Jason Christ had the wide players he needed? Yeah, to play a four-three-three. Oh my gosh. Like, that was the thing he never had. He never he had, had like, a weapon. Johnny and, and they tried and, to bring in those guys, and it just didn't work out. Well, and he played them in the midfield. Yeah. Like, narrow. And, yeah. And it, it, Jason Christ and wide players don't work out. Yeah. I think we we can say definitively, at this point in his career, he doesn't know how to manage a good wide player. Yeah. Or, yeah, how to use them. Yeah. yeah. I think part of that was even why... Um, like, Mix had trouble yeah. in New York is because they were just crammed in the midfield. Yeah. And the field didn't help. That field is... Uh, yeah. That home field is so hard to play on as a midfielder because it's so... You have no space to do yeah. anything. Yeah, you can't, like, free things up by moving it to the other side. Yeah. Like, 
don't know. Anyways. And they never took advantage of, like, long throws or... Mm, yeah. Because it's Jason Christ and he's principal, and, then, and that's great, but... And you have that small space where, like, everyone has to be active and, and contribute, and then you bring in Pirlo. It's yeah. not going to contribute at all to one side of yeah. the game. Yeah. Which is... So you're basically playing a man down on defense. Yeah. Like, it's, That's fine if you have some of the best defenders in the world. Yeah. Or if you have a field where the, you won't get killed for that. Yeah. And that little field, they can just counterattack and they're past Pirlo and it's yeah. a nightmare. But anyways, back to Yura. Yeah, he's just... There's nothing we can say now that we didn't say in the first half. Like, Yeah. He he makes this attacking group better. Yeah, like exponentially. Yeah. So, I think that's our squad overview. How do you... I'd say we're at a, a solid B right yeah, now. Yeah. I think we're a B squad. I think we can become an A or even A plus squad with two really good additions. Yeah. I mean, we're a good MLS team, but if we can add like a solid midfielder and a yeah. solid and a really good center back, we could be a very good MLS team. And obviously that doesn't guarantee that we'll be successful. Yeah. Um, but it's at least a start. But I think too, and and I'm not saying this because I like want it to happen or anything, but I think like if you make all those additions and then the results don't come, then then you look at like a coaching change more yeah. than you would have last year. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, what else do we have to do? Yeah. Because look at all the all that we've done and it's still not working. Yeah. So I'm not rooting for that to happen. No. Or anything. And that's but. that's the thing. Like I see people rooting for that. I'm like, what well, what's wrong with him improving? Yeah. And like actually becoming a great coach. Yeah. There's no problem with that. It took like, Christ like three years. Yeah. I mean... We made the playoffs in his second year, sure, yeah. but... But the league was so uncompetitive, and yeah. more teams got there in, were what, like and there were fewer teams. 16 teams in the league? And 15? Four, and four or five of them were terrible, like... Yeah. every year. Yeah, now it's just the Rapids. Yeah. And Chicago. And New and York. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. But they are new. That's true. And Philly. Oh yeah, didn't think of that. I don't know how... When that'll change. But four but. terrible teams out of 20 is way different than four terrible teams out of 16. Yeah. So Anyway, yeah, different different conditions. But, but like, this this ill will toward Jeff Kassar is, I, it, it's the one thing I don't get about fans sometimes. Yeah. Like ours, the ours ill will like, towards, like, something. And I'm, I, like, make jokes and stuff. Yeah. And sometimes I get frustrated. But there are people who are just always, like... The negativity is just Yeah, it's like, oh, we signed your obsession. Oh, but why didn't we get a new coach? Yeah. Can he coach? Uh... And it's the same people who, like, make comments like that that, like, are the same people who are like, well, I heard that since we signed Euro, we can't sign anyone else. Like, if you don't know what you're talking about, shut up. Yeah. Not to be a dick. No, yeah, but... I understand. <laughs> so that's where we're at. That's our, our squad overview. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll make... Predictions. Predictions. You're going to like one of my predictions. I Jason, Jason, Matt, Jason, Matt, we're, we're back. Okay. So. A dinosaur story. Oh. I had to say it. Okay. Anyways, memories. Memories. We miss you, Trevor. Kind of. You're always in our thoughts. Wait, you're not dead. I don't know why I said that, but. You're always in my thoughts because of your shitty tweets. Just kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. Um, the more things change. Let's see. Predictions. Predictions and then listener questions. questions. Okay. Mm. Let's just fire off random predictions okay. that we can come up with. Euromopsisin scores 100 goals. Maybe maybe realistic ones. Euromopsisin scores at least one goal. 
I like it. In this first game. I think that's a good prediction. Yeah? That's the level of prediction we're looking for. Okay. You want to hear mine? Yeah. We're going to beat Tigris in advance in CCL. Uh, well, we're talking about <laughs> predictions, not hopes and dreams. I don't know, man. Maybe oh, I'm too I'm optimistic hopeful. because of I'm, your... Uh, I'm hopeful. If we can get like a good midfielder and a good center back, we got a shot. I yeah. mean, we always got a shot. We have a much better shot, I should I, say. I, I and agree. we don't even need the midfielder necessarily. Yeah. I mean, it would help. But um, oh, Here's a prediction. Chris Schuler uh, comes back injury-free. And I know we we dithered a little on Chris Schuler, but we finally listened to Jeff Kassar's interview from yesterday in which he said uh, that Chris Schuler is progressing well, and it really sounded like he was still with the team, so... Yeah. It sounded... The way he talked sounded like like everything... Like like he was under contract. Just like an injured player. But they haven't announced that he's under contract unless we both missed it. But I don't think that seems like something you would miss. No, I don't think I would. Um, More predictions. Javi does things. Does things. <laughs> um, I'm real good at predictions. Mine, Yura breaks the record for most goals in the season by a single player for RSL. For RSL, yeah, that's not too hard. It's, it's like, like twelve. Yeah, right? yeah, he'll be he'll be twelve. <laughs> um, this is the first year I feel like really good about that. Actually. Yeah, Sabo has the twelve, right? Or oh, was yeah. it? Okay, I couldn't remember if it was him or Christ. Sabo, definitely. Yeah. Oh, Jeff Cunningham scored a bunch of goals too, right? Oh yeah, it's true. Like ten. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I love how ten goals is a bunch. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about MLS. Until like last year, ten to fifteen goals was a really good return. Yeah. Um, but then last year, Giovinco came in and Grogba came in. And Kamara had a ton of goals. Yeah. It's it's the league's just changing. And Robbie Keane, like obviously yeah. Robbie Keane's always been like fifteen to twenty. But yeah. Like, he wasn't the only one this year. He was like an outlier. Yeah. It was weird. Maybe Euro will win the golden boot. That'd be cool. Euro Mofsusian. Um, super forward. Bodequanu <laughs> <laughs> uh, plays minutes. Um, maybe at left back. Maybe at right back. Like consistent minutes? No, not consistent minutes. He plays, let's say, five <laughs> times. Mm. Should okay. we be writing those down? Did you say five times? Five games. Five starts? Or No. Okay. Here's my... Ooh, I got one. Okay. Hashtag bold. Omar Holness will be starting over Luke by the end of the season. Well, that's very bold. Um, My prediction is that Luke will grow into his role, give fewer balls away, and like... Be just, more liked in yeah, a certain just, section of the stadium yeah. that we're familiar with. <laughs> uh, just, just become a better all-around player. Now, I don't think his fans will improve. Yeah. Because I think some fan, some people are fans of Luke Mulholland and not the team. Yeah. Which is, I mean, and and go to games regularly. Yeah, like Luke's the love of Luke supplants their love of the team. Yeah, it's weird. That's very weird. Just you have so many like already great players. But, I mean, Luke. Luke's He's nice, English. He he is from the Isles. Isn't <laughs> yeah, across the pond. I, I, I don't really think wholeness um, will. I don't think wholeness will really start over. I wouldn't be surprised if wholeness starts a couple games though. Do you think Daniel Cross and Luke Mahalan know each other? Because they're, they're both, both from the England? same part of London. <laughs> no, Northern, Northern. Yeah, Reading's London. in the north, right? Yeah, North London. <laughs> no, it's, it's close to it's, it's close the, to Arsenal. It's in it's in the Midlands. Oh yeah, it's right next to. Uh, no, I always just ask Daniel what part of London Reading's in, just to irritate him. <laughs> oh, I I like to ask him uh, how it is up north. Yeah, up north. Nice. I learned that when I uh, the BBC has this great like. 
list of British dialects and how things would be said with them. And oh, it was very fun. The Northern English accent is the, rough. Like the Newcastle. It's weird though because like listening to so much soccer and like you listen, like I'll listen to Sirius XM. Yeah. And I'll know where someone's from by their accent. Yeah. Like which five years ago, I wouldn't have. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I love uh, Stan Collymore. He has a great accent. I don't remember his accent off the top of my head. He's a Midlands guy. Oh. He's like a Aston Villa, okay. Birmingham. Um, yeah, his accent's great. Huh. Okay, next prediction. Uh, we see the departure of one important player in the middle of the season. Mm, like how important? Somewhat. Jaime important? Uh, plays at least 15 games important. Oh, wow. Uh, across the whole season. You just think like a trade? Trade or... A sale. A sale or something. A retirement. A retirement. Just kidding. If we don't succeed in CONCACAF, maybe we see someone like Javier Morales considering retirement. In the middle of the season? Wow. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I, I just wouldn't be surprised to see something like that. Oh, here's my bold prediction. Kyle Beckerman will lead the league in yellow cards. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I don't think that'll be true. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Um, how about Hamasun Olave only has one red card this season? <laughs> That's a bold prediction. <laughs> you mean until, oh. like, J- June? <laughs> or for the entire season? For the entire year. Okay. Here's my, I think, hmm. Here's a bold one. Yes, bold indeed. What is it? We're going to win the Open Cup. Wow. Can we win another thing, too? Maybe. CONCACAF? But I could see us winning the Open Cup. This is like... I think we win a trophy this year. I think so, too. And that scares me, because like the every other year... totally counts, by the way. <laughs> that's true. We did win a trophy last year. That's... Yeah, that's true. Everyone forgets, man. People, yeah. people are so quick to forget. It's a good thing we had Lucas Baldini. Tactical mastermind, Jeff Kassar. Got us to the Desert Diamond Cup final, and we won. Yeah. Man, is Baldin back with Monarchs? I don't think so. Bummer, man. He was good. I liked him. And more. he was very likable. Yeah. He seemed happy, like, here. So Yeah. I don't know what the deal is there. Maybe he got a better offer or something, or yeah. I don't know. We'll find I think out. he's in Brazil, if I remember. I was reading his tweets, and they were like... Yeah, that's where his family's geo pinging so. in Brazil. So yeah. maybe he's playing in Brazil. Cool. Good for him. I like him a lot. I know he had a trial in Spain. Yeah. But... Salamanca was it? Uh, I don't know. It was one of those weird deals where it was like a con, like a contest sort of thing. Like those yeah. guys that come over here and get MLS trials because they like get in program. I don't know. They're really weird how those yeah, deals work. Right. But um, how about uh, we see unexpectedly we see one player supplant another player's position mm. um, and become a starting player um, to make that a little less vague. Uh, I'd say the player supplanting could either be Jordan Allen or John Sturzer. Or? That's all. Oh, okay. Jordan Allen or John Sturzer. Maybe Mansali. Nah. You don't think he could take Phillips' spot? I think he could eventually. Hmm. Maybe. Not yet. Atanella or Mondo? Uh, no. I'm just, yeah, no way. I'm just uh, the only ones I'm willing to commit to are Sturzer or... And you think Sturzer would take Luke's spot? Yeah. And Allen would take... 
Uh, well, he has uh, several spots. Several spots, yeah, true. Oh, yeah, I didn't think of Allen over Mansali. Yeah, that's true. Or Allen over Plata. Yeah. I yeah, wouldn't was... I wouldn't rule that out. Dude, Allen's good up there on the wing. Yeah. If he, you can go Barreto, like... Yura, Allen. Oh. Yeah. Um, here's a prediction. We'll bring in someone who could replace Javier Morales next year. Luis Gill. <laughs> I'm going to quit the podcast again. Paul Ariola. I'm not laughing at the name. <laughs> That's his name. I know it's the name. Yeah. <laughs> Greg Garza. He doesn't play attacking midfielder. No. God, I would back. love it if we signed Greg Garza. Yeah, That'd be cool. Left back. Um, we played him again, Tijuana. Oh, yeah. Which really surprises me because they were total dickbags in that friendly that we played two years ago. They were so dirty in that game. Yeah. Maybe but it was a like preseason Maybe it was a home so. and home. Like yeah. it was a pre agreed thing or something. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Any other predictions? Um, Nick uh, Romano wins goalkeeper of the year. Uh, oh, ooh, how about a Real Salt Lake player is finally in contention for player of the year? Who do you think it's going to be? Vito? Yura <laughs> uh, Movsisyon? Yeah, I can see it. Or uh, Javi. Javi. I could see Javi, like, if Javi has, like, a really great year and it it looks like he might, like, be retiring or something, he might get the, like, career bump that some of those guys do at the end of their careers, where it's just, like, an acknowledgement of how good they've been for so long. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't... Burrito, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I think Burrito Martinez will be considerably better than we thought he was going to be. Wow. Considerably. Wow. Which is crazy, because people think he's going to be really, really good. Yeah, I mean, people with realistic expectations. <laughs> yeah. Because some people clearly think he's... Great. Great. Which he is. The savior of RSL. Which he could be. Yeah. We're probably chief among those people, but... <laughs> I think... Mm. Remember when we were trying to scout players and I was like, ooh, this one looks interesting. Was it Burrito? Yeah. Nice. Oh, was that on FM? Uh, that was from Transformer. Remember when we thought we were going to get the River Plate guy? The old guy. Cato uh, Diaz? No, no. The forward. Oh. Uh, I can't remember his name now. Angry guy? Yeah. Kavanagi. Fernando Kavanagi. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and then burrito. we got Burrito. Burrito. How does he not have like a sponsorship deal with like Freebird Burritos or something now? He's above such things. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another bold prediction. Oh, here's one. I think Olmez will make more appearances this year. Than he has any previous year. Okay, uh, that includes like coming on as a sub. But I think he's going to be like one of the go-to guys as a sub. How about uh, we lose one player to injury that we haven't lost injury before? Well, that's a downer. Well, we have to have a good one now. But if it's somebody good, I'm going to cry. Yeah, don't take that one back. I take it back. <laughs> you put it out there in the universe already. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I predict that Lalo Fernandez will play at least one game. I predicted that earlier. So. Start, you mean? Yes. He's a keeper, obviously. Sorry, yeah. I could see that. I could yeah. see him getting a run in the Open Cup. Yeah. I mean, well, that's Atanella's thing. Yeah, but... it depends on call-ups for now. And it depends who we play early. Like, if we play someone, like, because of the way they did the USL teams being out of it, I mean, there's a chance we could play, like, a amateur team. Yeah. And so, if we play, like, a really low-level team, I could see Lalo starting. Yeah. Oh, what if? Here's a thought. I forgot it. Okay. I don't remember. Uh, hmm. 
That's too bad. It was about Lalo. Here's one. I think we'll have two players with more than 10 goals this year. Burrito and Yura? Yura or, or Plata and Yura? Oh, yeah. I mean, or Plata and Burrito. Even. What if we have Yura three? scores eight and everyone else scores 20? Yeah. Cool. What that's if we... 48 goals. That's all we... Well, we need more goals than 48. I think that's more than we scored last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What if all three of them score more than 10? Oh. <laughs> It just turns into, like, arena football yeah. <laughs> in soccer. And we still lose every game. Mm. Here, we <laughs> win four. a blowout game for once. Mm. Instead of being on the losing end. I could see us really... Like, if if things go good in CCL... Yeah. And Orlando is an okay result or whatever to start the season, I could see us smoking Seattle in the home opener. Yeah. Like, if we have a little bit of momentum going into that... Mm. I mean, we don't know what Seattle's going to look like, and it's a big reach and all that. Yeah. But if things are going good, we can put a whooping on oh, Seattle. Oh, but they might have Jordan Morris. Yeah, true. Who? But we always, I mean, it seems like the home, well, no, actually, we're normally bad in the home opener. <laughs> it's been weird. But, like, the ad, the, the atmosphere is going to be good. Everyone's going to be excited because you're there. Everyone's going to be pumped up. It could be fun. Yeah. Not for Seattle, hopefully. Hopefully. Okay. Uh, okay, no more predictions. That's that's fine. RSL are gonna win the MLS Cup. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Don't make me nervous already. All right, let's get these questions. Yes, let's pull up the old Twitter machine. I'll also pull up the old Twitter machine and look something else up. Okay, our first question is from Charles Barnhart. Hey, oh. Charles. Hey, Charles. Welcome back to the listener questions. It's been a while since we've heard from you. Yeah, stats guy. Yeah. Um, your lack of contribution to questions is why we didn't record for the last while? Yeah, your fault. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Charles. You owe the people an apology. Okay. <laughs> First question. Uh, he says, getting my questions in early, when all is said and done, who will be the three DPs on the roster? And what are your thoughts on our use of ta- targeted allocation money? I ask the first part again. <laughs> When all is said and done, who will be the three DPs on the roster? Uh, I say you're a... You're a burrito. And Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, because yeah, Kyle, Kyle has to be. You're a will be, obviously. You're a burrito, Kyle. So we're both... No, you're a burrito. <laughs> so we're both in agreement there. Uh, also, what are your thoughts on our use of targeted allocation money? I don't... Really it's hard know. to have any, yeah. <laughs> I, we haven't I used much yet. We'll see more thing. with the next two guys that we're going to sign. Yeah, actually, I, I think it makes a lot of sense that we'd bring in two guys that maybe make $500,000 yeah, a year. Yeah, they're like buy down. very high-paid, mid-level guys. Yeah. Like, but they're good. Yeah. Okay. You know who we should sign? Yeah. Zargo Toure. Oh, my God. He... I don't we know sign Colo Toure. No, that's okay. <laughs> uh, Zargo Toure, if you're not aware, is a player I once signed in football manager for Real Salt Lake, and he turned out to be amazing. We should sign... Uh, Rubio Ruben. Oh, that'd oh, be good. That would be good. I signed him for Real Salt Lake one year, and he was amazing. <laughs> that was on that mod, right? Yeah. Nice. That star, I signed him when we were in Sacramento. Oh, nice. On a whim, and then he... Is that mod on the new one? I bet from 16? By now. Nice. Okay, next question from Heath Waddingham with hey, Total Heath. MLS. Normally, we don't like to give other outlets a voice on our show, but we'll make an exception in Heath's case. But we don't? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. So he's asking, is general allocation money, G-A-M, pronounced like jam 
Or like a guy from the 30s telling a woman, you've got a nice set of games. <laughs> Which I he, love that he went with that for the second one. Heath, that's a little risque for me. For, it's, it's a little risque for Heath. <laughs> um, honestly, uh, I hope it's games. I've, I've always been a jams person. I, I've long said gifs, and then sometimes I also say gifs. Yeah. Um, if we look back at the original uh, RFC for gifs, it's specifically called out that it's with you know this soft G. Yeah. Um, however, it's probably Gam. Gam. I just hate that they're calling it Gam and Tam now. Just call it Al- Am and Tam. There we go. But now they're like general allocation money. Next they'll have like super allocation International money. player allocation yeah. money. Ipam. Ipam. Yeah. No, it's Ipam. Or like special player allocation money. Spam. That's perfect. <laughs> okay. And that's when the league got good. Next question. Okay. It's from Aaron Morton. Utah hey, Mort Report. Morty. Um, he says, it looks like Jaime is on the way out. I think he has potential. What's RSL's front line going to look like this spring? Okay. I don't think Jaime's going to leave. I don't think he leaves either. Um, I think if he did, we'd see Yermov Sisian backed up by Sandoval, obviously. Yeah. Um, but we could see someone like Olmes Garcia play up top as well. Yeah. Because he's, he's shown reasonably well there. And Olmos actually, like, isn't bad with his back to the goal. Yeah. Like, he can turn pretty quick and... Yeah, and that that's probably one of his better attributes is that he turns well. Yeah. Um, and okay. has a nice smile. Yeah, very nice. Great dance moves, too. Um, let's see what else we got. <clears throat> one more. Yes. From... Andrew Reeves. Oh. I don't know. This is a new guy. Is he new? Yes. Oh. Welcome to the show, Andrew. I think he's new. It's amazing. We have new listeners. We haven't done a show in five months. Yeah. Everyone's Uh, new again. Over, under, on goals from forwards this season. Is it at 25? Is his question. Uh, I'm going to say... I say over. Okay, so... Explain to me really quick how over under works. Will because... we have more than twenty five goals from our forwards? Oh, All yeah. of our forwards combined or under? Oh yeah, yeah. So over. Now I don't really understand like how it works in betting. What do you mean? When you just take the over under? Yeah, like... that's in combined points normally for football okay. betting. Over yeah. under a hundred points between the two teams, which is Uh-oh. that's insane when to take the over on. Yeah. But a lot of times it'll be like forty two and a half points or oh. something like that. Huh. So I learned something today. Yeah. Do we have any other questions? That's it. Let's see if there are any questions in my tweet res- mentions. I thought mentions. Um, I'm over. I think over on twenty five too. Uh, yeah, I think. I think but, over on forty five. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's ballsy. Yeah. Um, between Yura, Plata, Burrito, Jaime. Olmez will get a couple. He always Olmez gets a couple. couple. Sandoval will probably get a couple. Alan might here. snag a couple. Yeah, like so. There are you know between Alan and Sandoval, there's four. Let's say with Olmez, I think four to six is realistic. So let's say there's eight. Uh, Jaime, Jaime, if he gets eight, that's that's a really good season for him. This I think. Yeah, that's sixteen. As a sixteen, uh, and then if we have three from each, that's oh, forty-eight. Yeah. yeah. So I'd even take the over on forty-eight in a hope to win. Forty-eight over over on forty-five. That's not forty-five. I know. You said three from each, and we were at sixteen. Forty-six. 
Three. What? Oh yeah, no, no. Then ten from ten from, <laughs> ten each. from each. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Euro will probably score more than three goals. Yeah. Euro moves on. Super forward. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I guess I'd take the over. Easy. Over twenty-five. Yeah, I think even over thirty-five is like a crazy yeah. reach. I mean, it might be for MLS because MLS is wacky. But yeah, and things could happen. Uh, the bigger question is, uh, over under goals allowed. Oh, <laughs> two. Over. I'm gonna take the under. <laughs> nice. If Trevor were here, he'd probably take exactly two. Well, we don't play Syria football, so it's not gonna be under two goals. That's true. Oh, all right. Well, I think that ends the podcast. Yep, I'm. I gotta go. I've got a nap. Nap. Yeah, sure. <laughs> gotta do what um, you gotta do. We'll be back in one to two weeks. We'll determine. Definitely later. not as long as last time. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm starting to think that having a bad season really took it out of us. Yeah. Now we have optimism, and we're like, let's do a show. It's exciting to talk about this again, and not depressing. Yeah. I gotta get as many shows in as I can before my life is over in April. I bet I bet you'll be able to sneak away for a couple hours. Yeah, I'll be alright. We be can just do them in the parking lot at Real Games. Oh, actually. I would love that. <laughs> that let's great. do that. Okay. We'll Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you listeners we'll have another better day. people next time. We will? Trevor. Well, that you said better. <laughs> <laughs> Ayo chiste aswas, get se yurramov sisyan.